is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. For the first time ever, a country has approved a vaccine that targets not just the original COVID strain, but the Omicron variant as well. That country is Britain. Moderna's UK medical director, Philip Cruz. Looking at our previous studies with a different strain, this is with the beta strain, uh, and we don't have any reason to believe otherwise, the antibody response has been maintained six months throughout. He says human trials show the new two-in-one vaccine gives as much protection against Omicron as the first shot did against the original COVID strain. There are calls from both sides of the aisle for more information about what the FBI took from former President Trump's estate in Palm Beach. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy has an update. As Republicans ask for a private briefing from the FBI on its rationale for the search, congressional Democrats have asked for a damage assessment to see if any harm has been done to national security. Court papers indicate several documents marked top secret were seized from a storage unit at a private club that foreign nationals have been known to visit. The former president claims some of the material that was taken by investigators is covered by attorney-client and executive privilege. A federal judge in Atlanta ruled today Senator Lindsey Graham must testify before a special grand jury investigating whether Mr. Trump and his allies broke any laws while they tried to overturn the 2020 election results. The South Carolina Republican had claimed immunity. In Afghanistan... <laughs> Celebrations marking the end of a 20-year conflict with the U.S. Correspondent MTS Tayab is in Kabul. The Taliban is really celebrating the one-year anniversary of its takeover of Afghanistan and indeed the end of two decades of fighting. But for the Afghans we've been speaking to, today is a day of sadness, anger. And fear. Ukraine's president is warning Russia not to use Europe's largest nuclear plant as a shield amid growing concern the fighting could lead to a radiation leak. Correspondent Charlie Daggett is near the facility. The riverfront cities of Markinets and Nikopol are bearing the brunt of Russian assaults. Nikopol Deputy Mayor Natalia Horbelitz. How do you feel? How do residents here feel? being so close to a nuclear power plant. People are afraid. She said everybody here is afraid. Facebook's efforts to safeguard election integrity may be failing, at least in Brazil. CBS's Vicki Barker. When the international campaigning organization Global Witness submitted blatantly false campaign ads to Facebook, deliberately violating Facebook's own guidelines, all were approved. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now's the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only one nineteen with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 800-711-6818 and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 800-711-6818 for as little as only 119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 800-711-6818 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. Again, 800-711-6818 now. That's 800-711-6818. 
So it's going to be a nice start Starbucks. to the week out there this Monday. We've got a mix of sun and clouds. Highs in the low 80s. It will feel comfortable once again today. And then tonight, mostly clear skies. Lows in the upper 50s, the low 60s. Tomorrow, another nice day on tap. We do have the slight chance maybe for a spot shower either day. But otherwise, we do stay mostly dry. A mix of sun and clouds and highs in low 80s. Wednesday, our rain chances have gone down. So we do just have a chance for showers. And once again, I know we really do need that rain for many, many parts of our state. Those highs will only be in the upper 70s with some So it's going to be a nice start to the week out there this Monday. We've got a mix of sun and clouds. Highs in the low 80s. It will feel comfortable once again today. And then tonight, mostly clear skies. Lows in the upper 50s, the low 60s. Tomorrow, another nice day on tap. We do have the slight chance maybe for a spot shower either day. But otherwise, we do stay mostly dry. A mix of sun and clouds and highs in low 80s. Wednesday, our rain chances have gone down. So we do just have a chance for showers. And once again, I know we really do need that rain for many, many parts of our state. Those highs will only be in the upper 70s with some cloud cover. In the Channel 3 Early Warning Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Lauren Richardson. Hope everybody has a great start to the week out there. Good morning. I'm Jimmy Lane with WICH News sitting in for Marty Hausberger today. Well, Connecticut's fire danger is currently listed as extreme to high, according to the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection Division of Forestry. The fire danger is extreme in South Middlesex and South New London counties, very high in Hartford, Tolham, and Wyndham counties. The cause of a jet ski accident that injured two people on Quatic Reservoir in Thompson is being investigated. Police say that two jet skis collided on Saturday. The victims were taken to an area hospital and there's no word on the extent of their injuries. A suspect is in custody after shots were fired in Killingworth. Police say this happened during a disturbance late yesterday afternoon along Little City Road. No one was hurt in the gunfire. Police haven't released information on the circumstances surrounding the disturbance. And a person is recovering after being struck by a New Haven Line train in Bridgeport over the weekend. Authorities say the victim was hit on the tracks by a westbound train near the Bridgeport station on Saturday morning. No word on the extent of the injuries. Sports yesterday, the Sun got their third straight victory to end the season, beating Minnesota 90-83 in Uncasville. And it was the Red Sox shutting out the Yankees 3-0 in Boston. And the Mets beat the Phillies 6-0. Partly cloudy today, we'll see a high of 83 degrees. Very pleasant day. And for Marty Hausberger, I'm Jimmy Lane. This is WICH News. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. All right, welcome to a beautiful Monday. Stu Breyer with you at WICH. As promised, starting off our week with a special guest, Kristen Stringfellow, superintendent of Norwich Schools, and uh, Bob Aldi, who was at the Board of Education. And we welcome you both to the program. Thanks for coming in. Thank you very much. Good morning, Stu. Morning, Bob. Get real close to that mic. That's yes, a sir. sensitive one there today. So we, we'll let uh, the folks know that you can call in with your questions anytime during our chat this hour at 889-5252. So, Kristen, let's start off with uh, you know an issue naturally we've talked about a lot on this program, and that is uh, the building of new schools and the... Uh, Folks say, well, why didn't we just fix them up, and uh, why do we need new buildings, and of course, in the tax issue, and you've heard it all. So check in and give us an update on that. 
Certainly. I think, as you know, the city council uh, put forth a school facilities review, and it was very involved. Um, They hired a DRA as an architect. They did a a significant enrollment forecast, and they checked in on the facilities condition of each of our schools. Um, There has not been any school construction in Norwich since 2010. And at this time, taking a look at boilers and roofs and school capacity um, to be able to just repair and not expand, it will cost the Norwich taxpayers about $225 million to keep the heat and lights on, to keep the roofs in order. And uh, we could take advantage of significant um, support, financial support from the state of Connecticut to completely refurbish build a new school, elementary school, and renovate the other existing buildings except for Kelly as new. It would end up costing the taxpayers $149 million. So it's much cheaper to make an investment in the school bond projects to get all new facilities because Connecticut will reimburse the city of Norwich millions of dollars to do that. And so We really need the support in November of every Norwich taxpayer to make sure that Norwich children and teachers are working and learning in schools that are warm, safe, and dry, and so that the taxpayers are not paying almost double the price to just put Band-Aids on um, older buildings um, because they'll miss the opportunity to receive support from the state. So, uh, Bob, uh, what do you think the uh, the folks are just not understanding about this? Because when you hear Kristen, it sounds like, well, we're going to save money doing it. I probably, I would begin to say that uh, people that have uh, been in Norwich for such a long period of time uh, would realize that we haven't done any really significant uh, school constructions since 2010 and that was the rehab or the partial rehab of Kelly Junior High. We have such our buildings are in a slow and or rapid, I should say rapid decay. Um, The dollar figure is probably the, that's the sticker shock and that's what uh, the taxpayers are uh, concerned about. Uh, The economic times that we're going through right now they're, they're questioning is this the right time? Well uh, it's it maybe not the right time, but it's the most advantageous time to take advantage of the programs that are offered to us right now through the state of Connecticut. Uh, instead of uh, sitting around and waiting and hoping, we know what we have. We know we need the, the, these uh, these buildings. Um, we know the money is available to us, and now is the time to uh, to get it done. So, Kristen, will these buildings be built where the old uh, schools are, or they'd be different locations? So, a little bit of both. Um, Right now, we have 14 buildings, and the idea is to take six of those buildings offline. And so, Case Street, which now um, houses a a um, high school to adult special education program called the Norwich Transition Academy, that will stay as is. Um, Huntington will be decommissioned as a school and will house adult education and central office uh, sites that are now at 90 Town Street and at Hickory Street and at Bishop, third floor. Moriarty will be uh, kept and expanded, as will Stanton and Uncas. 
a brand new preschool through grade five school will be at the site of the former Greenville School, which was closed in 2010. Kelly remains the same and Global will be uh, renovated as new and, and partially expanded. So it's August 15th. I used to get very edgy when I was a kid because you knew that what was coming, the opening of school, and uh, so you would officially will be opening tell August, the folks. Uh, August 26th for staff, August 31st for students. Okay. All of the schools open at the same time. Yes. All right, we will start off with a, a phone call. You got your earphones on, and uh, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi. Question for our guests. Oh, you have a guest. I'm sorry. I don't have my radio on. I'll call later. Okay, fine. Please, folks, if you haven't turned your radio on yet, I'll just wait. So what's the next step, uh, Bob, in this? Um, you know, it looks like there's a lot of more pluses to it. Well, what happens now? I think, well, once the uh, city council had approved it at the August 1st meeting, that's gonna, it's going to go to referendum. Um, but the, in the meantime, we, um, as the Board of Education, and uh, in, in uh, conjunction with uh, Dr. Stringfellow and the uh, building committee, we have to uh, really get the word out that this is a very very important referendum and uh, we need the public support to get this passed. And if it does pass, when can you uh, get into action on this? It will get start uh, very quickly. There is a um, new legislation on air quality that um, is going to take effect in 2024 and 2026. So the building projects need to start right away occupancy of the first school will be in 2026, January of 2026. And there's lots of other savings and health benefits for doing this work. Um, it's, it's going to be overall very um, helpful to the financial savings of the school department and health and safety issues for students and staff. Welcome to the program. Mr. Breyer. Yes, sir. Good morning. Voice of Reason. Yes, uh, our guests are here. Do you have a question for them? Yeah, just uh, fill in, as you would, the best that we can do as individuals to stay on top of any future information that comes out. Okay. We'll cover that. Thank you. All right, I'll give you a call later. Thank you. Information so that folks can stay on top of it all. The question, did you hear them okay? Yes. I heard the question, yeah. I think that the City Council and the Board of Education um, have quite a bit of information on our websites, um, but we have been hearing from community members that we need to do some push-out information. Uh, we will be um, doing some flyers and other communications so that our community and taxpayers have the, the best information and most reliable information in front of them. So, Bob, uh, with the... Uh High inflation. How is it hitting, uh, affecting the schools? And uh, as far as uh, enough money to keep up with things? Well, I can tell you that uh, this is my uh, first term after being uh, on a hiatus for uh, a, sec- a two-year uh, hiatus, and then I was on for uh, six, uh, three terms. 
this is the first budget that I have uh, worked on with uh, Kristen and Bob Sapensky where we had a surplus and we were able to uh, turn over money or turn money over into uh, into a, a, a non-lapsing account so we're not uh, standing in front of the city council with our, our um, hat in our hand saying we need more money for uh, for pencils or, or paper. That's a lovely word, surplus. Yeah. I like that word. So that's good. Yes, it is. Good to know. Welcome to the program. You have a question for our guests. Yes, I do. Yes, sir. Um, the last time, I think it was a few weeks ago, you had Mayor Nystrom and Mark Benincourt on talking about this issue. Uh, and I asked the question that I'm going to ask now. What will be done to provide safety for the children? Glad you brought it up. That was on my list, too. Thank you. Well, yeah, I know every uh, state, every town is different. Um, so, Christian, what is the uh, going into the new school year? As far as uh, will you have uh, guards or policemen there? or what's where, are, where do we stand on this? So, for right now, how are we providing uh, safe education for our students? Mm-hmm. We have... Um, completely revamped our crisis and safety planning with lots of training for teachers and students and staff called the ALICE training. It is a um, comprehensive uh, program in partnership with the Norwich Police Department. We have three school resource officers, one at each middle school, one that covers the elementary schools and the preschool. Um, We have uh, lots of different safety Uh, paraphernalia that we have invested in from uh, small clips to lock doors easily if there were any sort of threat that would come into the school. We've purchased um, window film that would uh, seek to um, be a barrier to someone breaking glass. We have purchased um, Raptor Visitor Management System, which is a software system um, whereby visitors to the school need to put in um, a, an identification uh, to let us know if they may be a threat to the children and staff inside. And we have um, done this summer a huge overhaul of our safety and security cameras inside and outside every school. Sounds very good. Sounds like you dotted all your eyes. Bob, when we went to school, we just worried about if somebody was smoking in the boys' room. <laughs> that's, that was the least. Right now, that's the least of our issues now. But yeah. I would think that uh, you know the schools, if the, if they do uh, pass a referendum, of course, it will be up to code. And they're going to be the hardened type of schools when it comes to student safety uh, to prevent uh, any uh, potential unlawful mm-hmm. entry. Or Absolutely, Bob. Since Sandy Hook, schools have been uh, constructed with a secure vestibule like you see at Kelly Middle School. It's a double set of doors that visitors or anyone that's outside of the school has to go through that makes them less of a soft target. Um, and the only school that we have like that right now is Kelly Middle School. Um, in addition to a secure vestibule, another safety feature in new construction is called a bioswale. It's it's a little bit looking like a moat, if you will, but there's no water in it. The concept.
concept is they make some sort of architectural barrier so that someone who means harm to a school either has to go down a, a, a slope or run into some sort of a hard cement structure that looks like a beautification instrument, but it's really designed to keep kids safe. But there are other safety considerations beyond active shooter in, in the new facility. Um, older buildings were purchased, were made with older ingredients that were um, really uh, 1925, 1975. You saw lead, you saw asbestos, um, PCBs, CFCs, and heavy metals that might have um, you know, cadmium or mercury or brick debris and new infrastructure um, is, is, is created so that all of those elements are abated safely. And um, research on new construction shows that there's significantly less asthma and allergy and other illnesses for the occupants, our students and staff. WICH, welcome to the program. We have a question for our guests. Yeah, first, I'll make a statement. Um I do approve of the schools. I will vote for that in November. I believe our children and always deserve the best, and I do think it's time um, for this. Instead of uh, continually uh, waiting for it every year, I think the schools are uh, 50 to 100 years old, and they, they do need replacement, not to be uh, fixed. So we'll go, I'll say that first. I approve of that 100%. Second, um, when these schools are built, which I approve of, I want only Norwich kids to be in these in the school system. I don't want it like it is now. Mr. Peckham's doing a good job in getting these criminals who bring their children here and give false addresses and get them in our classrooms. And I want to know why these people are not being arrested under the larceny law, which is a fraud, a theft of services under the larceny statute. And if you don't want to arrest them, then at least bring them to court civilly to get the money back. I know you read the article by Claire Pizette a couple of years ago. They stole over $2 million of taxpayers' money, putting their kids illegally in our school system. And one, one person stole uh, approximately $110,000 by doing what he did. I want these people arrested and their names on the front page of the paper. That's the only way this is going to cease. So I don't want them in our new schools. I want them arrested for breaking the law of the state of Connecticut. Thank you. Thanks for the question, uh, Bob and Kristen. Uh, how do you address that? I think that it's important with um, fixed amount of finances and the burden of payment on the taxpayers that we ensure that Norwich students are the students that are being educated in our schools. And that's why I brought in Ed Peckham three years ago, right after I started. Um, and we've expanded his reach. So now it's just not Norwich schools that we're proving residency for. It's also um, any of our area high schools and any of our out-of-district special education programs so that we're, we're sure that the students that are um, enrolled in our schools um, have have residents in Norwich. But if you or anyone else has worry, um, please reach out to Mr. Peckham and he will um, investigate very thoroughly. He has saved our district lots of money and he's made it so that our, our limited resources are um, benefiting the students who live in Norwich. So now you're addressing it closely, but through the years, has this been a problem? Yes. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, it's going to be straightened out now. It has been straightened out. Okay. One of my big issues, uh, Bob and Kristen, is uh, I don't want any kid ever to be bullied in school. And a lot of people say, well, 
what does a kid do if he's being bullied? Does he go to the superintendent? Uh, he doesn't want to be bullied more if he uh, points a finger at them. How do you, how do you address this problem? So um, we have we take bullying very seriously in the Norwich Public Schools, and um, I would uh, encourage any student staff member or family member to um, reach out to a trusted adult. So that trusted adult may be a paraprofessional, a teacher, the principal, someone in your school, and they will immediately start a bullying investigation. Um, our bullying investigations are aligned with Connecticut law, and um, if we find that there is a bullying, a verified bully incident, we take very significant measures to ensure the safety of all children. Um, some Sometimes that takes the step of a restorative circle where kids can come together and talk about their issues. Sometimes parents are involved in those restorative circles. Sometimes students are moved to another classroom, certainly not the victim. Um, sometimes in extreme measures um, to another school to make sure that our students are safe. We have safety plans that are designed by the principal and school support staff, the social worker and psychologist and uh, classroom teacher and parents certainly have a say in what goes into that safety plan to make sure that safety is our first priority. So when the school year starts, um, and you probably maybe do this, it should be a good idea to just address each class. We will not tolerate anybody being bullied just to emphatically uh, get that message out. Absolutely. First days of school. It's a great issue to, uh, you know, my, my niece, 20, 25 years ago, went to Kelly, and this is like a mafia thing. She had to pay so much money for protection, or they wanted her school lunch. So, you know, I went a little nutso over that one, but uh, things are changing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, the average kid is kind of afraid to say anything because they don't want to make it worse. Hi, welcome to the program. Good morning. Uh, I'd like to address the uh, school building uh, issue. Yes, sir. Go ahead. It seems with like your here question. in the city of Norwich, uh, we always wait till the last minute. You know, we have to bond fire trucks, and now it's schools. There's no one that's thinking forward here. You know, we're going to build all these schools and all new roofs. And in 20 years, we're going to be in the same predicament we are now because we're building them all at the same time. They all will need boilers. They will all need roofs. You know, why doesn't the city look at deferred maintenance instead of just jumping and replacing everything? In 20 years, you're going to be going to the taxpayers again saying, well, we need to bond this. And a bond is nothing, nothing more than a loan for new boilers, new roofs. Knew everything because we replaced them all at the same time. Uh, I'd like to hear the thoughts on this right. and, and your the reasoning call. behind replacing everything at once. Thank, Thank you. you for the call. The reason to replace everything at once is that they weren't replaced over the last 30 years. And so, unfortunately, it's gotten to the point where in several of the schools, we hold our breath over the winter months, um, hoping that the boiler will turn on. We had a significant issue with the Stanton boiler, and that had to be replaced last year without this kind of support from the state of Connecticut. And right now, we're replacing the global Teachers, Glo Teachers Memorial Global Studies boiler. Roofs need repair. Boilers need repair. Uh, 
um, classrooms, uh, you know, are, are undersized. We're not in compliance with handicap accessibility. But I agree with you completely that once the project is done, then there needs to be an annual investment strategy. We've already done that um, since I came on board. We, I've insisted on a capital improvement, a seven to 10 year plan. The very first thing that I did with the facilities is get a roofing company come out to do an assessment, NPU to come out to do an assessment um, to see wh where we were at now. Um, but we also needed that investment plan in all other areas, such as technology, curriculum. And every year, just like you're maintaining your house, when you buy a new house, you still have annual maintenance costs that need to be attended to. And in order to do that properly with limited funds, you need to map it out over a long-term plan, very strategically, very specifically, like you would do your house. Um, I'm not going to, in my house, plan to replace my roof and my boiler and my hot water system and my appliances the same year. I map it out over the life of our home ownership, and that's what needs to happen in Norwich. Unfortunately, right now, we're not in a position to do that. Right now, all of our facilities have significant um, needs uh, in the most e economic the feasible way of addressing these needs is with this school construction plan. In case you're tuning in a little late on our program today, WICHAM and FM, my guests are Superintendent of Norwich Schools, Dr. Kristen Stringfellow, and Bob Aldo with the Board of Education. We're going to take a short break. We have a lot of things to talk about, and you'll get your question in next, if you like, at 889-5252. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Connecticut Army National Guard. Aired by the Connecticut Broadcasters Association and this station. Fox News Commentary. The CEO of Six Flags is sounding off on rowdy teens using amusement parks to run amok. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare information guide absolutely free. Call 800-393-1881. That's 800-393-1881. Popular Texas-based amusement park Six Flags has lost about 2 million customers in the last year, and shares are also down about 18%. The company's CEO is blaming out-of-control teens and their absentee parents for the steep decline in park attendance, saying it became a cheap daycare center for teenagers during breaks in the summers. And he's not wrong. Out-of-control teens have been blamed for several violent outbursts in several locations over the last year. Last month in New Jersey, a teen was arrested for aggravated assault after attacking a police officer sent to the park to tamp down on the chaos. In response to this growing problem, the company is hiking prices to drive out the riffraff, as they should. There is no reason decent people should have to fear for their family's safety in an amusement park of all places. Where are the parents? Where is the discipline? Our country is becoming one giant lawless free-for-all, and it's beyond disappointing we allow it to continue. It's time to start showing some tough love to these teens enough. I'm Tommy Laren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com. 
Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. Well, that's where we are in our little summer place here. Let's uh, get to some more calls, 889-5252. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi. I have a question. Did they consider putting the central office uh, at Mahan and all the adult education facilities there and keeping Huntington School as a neighborhood school because that's like the most, um, you know, that is the best neighborhood school where kids do walk to it. And Mahan is on a commercial road, which would be more appropriate for adult ed or um, uh, administrative offices. So, Thanks for that question. Yes, um, I, my understanding is that they considered um, dozens of scenarios. Um, one of the issues is enrollment. And so they brought in a national renowned demographer to do an enrollment forecast for the next decade. And it shows that in 2031, the city population and schools population will remain essentially the same. same. But there are pictures in a PowerPoint presentation on the school department website that you can refer to that shows that over the last 30 years, the neighborhoods have changed. And so um, the most students right now live around the areas of Stanton School and Moriarty School, and that's expected to stay the same for more than a decade. The second greatest attendance area is around Uncas and Waquanic. There are very, very few students currently and forecasted to live around the neighborhoods of Huntington, Vets, and Mahan now and in the next decade. And the adult education um, school uh, is too big to house at Mahan. So the school uh, sizes matter. There is, um, at Huntington, the building size is 118 square feet. I'm sorry, 118,000 square feet. And Mahan's is 37,000 square feet. Waquanic is our smallest school of about 30,000 square feet. And so they wouldn't be able to fit um, adult education registration, the finance department, the maintenance department, the curriculum department at Mahan, unfortunately. We're talking on the break, uh, Kristen, about other advantages of uh, saving money with getting the uh, new school and new items. Just want to touch on that a little bit, and we'll get to another call. Absolutely. Um, There is significant savings in the general operating budget to take six buildings offline. They'd be taking offline some of the oldest and... um, oldest buildings like the 90 Town Street, the Hickory Street Adult Ed. They would also be taking offline Mahan Veterans and Waquanic, decommissioning them and in some cases selling the property. Um, There is state reimbursement for this project, but the transportation costs in the entire city of uh, Norwich Transportation would be significantly lower because right now we're transporting the students who largely live in the area around Stanton and Moriarty all over the city. And so now they'd be transporting them to very close zones, which from a child's developmental perspective would be a much shorter bus ride, thankfully. Um, The cleaning and repair of six fewer buildings would be significant. 
uh, energy efficiency would be a significant cost savings. Right now, we have a lack of insulation. We have single-pane windows, inadequate um, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning systems. And then there would be economies of scale for staffing and student sections. Right now, there are class sizes at the elementary level that range from 12 to 27, and you'd be seeing more sections loaded uh, around 20 to 22, and they would be even, and then they would be um, more effective and efficient, because instead of having several sections, I think it's uh, 17 sections of each grade level uh, right now, we would be moving to about 13 sections, because they uh, they would be evenly loaded and um, we would be able to fill them to a to an appropriate uh, level, not a very high classroom level. Andrew 95252, welcome to the program. What's your question, please? Yes, good morning. Yes, uh, sir. I'm going to ask this question with all due respect, and I mean respect, uh, I, I mean no harm. Uh, it's my understanding over the years that I consider you a department head, and why do you not have to live in the city of Norwich and pay taxes? like every other department has to do. And that's all. Thanks. All right, sir. Thank you. I don't. I, I can answer one of that, one part of that. There is no residency requirement for any city employee. That was abolished back in the 80s. So mm-hmm. I'd, um, I, we knew when, when I uh, was on the board and hired uh, Dr. Stringfellow, we knew she was living in uh, uh, Rhode Island, and, uh, but there was no requirement. For, uh, and there's no requirements for any city employee, and she's a city employee, to be uh, a resident of the city of Norwich. Welcome to the program. Uh, yes, good morning. Good morning. Uh, you had a caller called earlier about the students going to our Norwich schools illegally. Yes, sir. Oops, I think we lost them. Move on to another school. But you never said uh, if you're going to get them arrested. Is that what you're going to do or no? Okay, what kind of punishment uh, for somebody trying to sneak in somebody from out of town? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, and I've, I've heard this argument before, and the, the first caller who brought it up this morning, I know, I know who it is, and he's, he's, he's absolutely correct. It falls under the, guideline, uh, the, the, uh, the guidelines of larceny by deceit. Um, however, it's a very convoluted type of a... Uh, of an investigation, we know it happened, but uh, we had no um, we had no indication that it was going on until we actually brought in somebody to do the uh, to do the work. Now, I'm not absolving anybody who did that. You know, who who brought had their child attend our schools un, uh, with with deceit, in, you know, deceitfully, um, but we had, we've learned our lesson and uh, we move on. All right, going into the new school year, uh, are there the same rules that we had before with the COVID situation? Will kids have to wear masks? Has it lightened up considerably? Will they have to get tested? What's the latest on that? So we receive information from the Connecticut Department of Health and Connecticut Department of Education regularly at this time. They are not envisioning a return to mask or return to required testing or required vaccination of staff. Um, they are, um, it's really symptoms based. And so we're asking that if um, parents or staff members have a uh, 
parents notice that their children or staff members themselves have symptoms that are uh, related to COVID, that they stay home and, and feel better before returning to school and work. And if they have someone in their family that is uh, COVID positive living in the same home um, and they are uh, coming up with symptoms that they notify their school principal and we will give them the latest information on how long to check before they we, we uh, ask them to test. But so generally speaking, uh, starting the school year, kids, you'll see all their faces. Yes, we will see their faces, thankfully. And, and no school uniforms either. No school uniforms. No, nope. uniform policy has been... Uh, decommissioned we do now have a dress code policy but no there's no more school uniforms in the Norwich public school system dress code policy just to simplify it what can you not wear certainly you have to wear something so some of the things that students cannot wear are things that would be an advertisement for um, alcohol or drugs. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't see a lot of that with very young children, thankfully. Um, but um, items of clothing that would show um, their um, private areas would not be permitted. But largely, um, we want kids to come to school comfortable, choosing with their families uh, their own attire, and um, they're able to wear you know, uh, slacks, trousers, pants, skirts, dresses. Um, the only thing we ask is no pajamas, um, no slippers as footwear, but we know that our principals will um, be taking into account special celebration uh, times, and there might be a pajama day or a dress-up day, especially with the, with the very young students. Um, but parents had been asking for this to be revisited by the Board of Education, and that was a, a priority last year. Last couple of years, we've heard of situations where one particular student or another has acted up in class, even to the point where they assaulted a teacher. Uh, how do you deal with somebody that's been acting up? Is it difficult to uh, say they can't come to school anymore? How does that work? Well, before saying students can't come to school, we try to teach them um, de-escalation techniques and behavior modification ideas. Um, we have hired uh, board-certified behavioral analysts, BCBAs, in every school and registered behavior technicians in every school. And they, um, they sit in on classes and they try to determine the antecedent of the behavior before something happens. So if mm -hmm. you have a student that's struggling with math and the BCBA or RBT is noticing that whenever the you know content area changes to math they start to get nervous or frustrated and then they'll take the student aside and 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 they'll I mean we will work with them to make certain they're more comfortable and and more um uh, proficient at mathematics, but also teach them some ways of coping um, with their emotions. And um, that was a significant priority for us last year, a focus on social emotional learning, on, you know, how are you feeling and sort of taking the temperature of the situation and teaching students empathy and ways of dealing with their emotions. Um, and so that's our first line. We want to make sure that we're teaching the appropriate behaviors and reactions rather than um, just uh, giving a consequence. But we certainly have given consequences um, and we make sure that um, students um, are removed from the school setting uh, for a short time or a longer period of time if they are um, acting in a way that is unsafe to themselves or others. We grew up with two words when we were kids, expel and truant officers. That's three words. 
So expel. I guess they did it more frequently uh, in those cases. Hi, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing, Stu? Good, sir. I got one question that's uh, of national concern, and that's the, the teacher shortages. And I was wondering how Norwich stands mm-hmm. as far as teachers ready to go for school this year. Good question. Thank you. So thankfully, we have a very um, assertive human resources department that has had my uh, full attention on this matter since February. Um, I would say several times a week in half-hour interviews by the time when I wake up in the morning until the time I leave in the afternoon, um, they have put in front of me um, wonderful, wonderful candidates um, in our special ed department and principals uh, have joined me in working really hard to attract talent to Norwich and also to keep the talented teachers that we have um, already working for us. So right now we're in a very good position in terms of general education staff. Um, we are still uh, looking for special education teachers. It is a shortage area in the state and nation. So if you know any wonderful teachers out there that would like to come to Norwich, please have them give me a call. Let's get to a real sensitive uh, subject during virtual le- uh, learning. Obviously, it set kids back all over the country. But parents were able to see some of the things that were going on in school, and I'm not saying it was here, where they were implementing things, uh, you're familiar with the word woke, and they say, well, what does that have to do with school? I mean, we wanted the basics, reading, writing, arithmetic, spelling, and um, across the world, uh, we have gone down with our education, and some people believe that there are things that are being uh, put into schools that shouldn't be. Uh, for instance, gender issues and uh, in the early grades. Uh, I'm sure you've heard this a lot. Bob and uh, Kristen, tell me what you think. So uh, I think that what we teach our children is critically important. As a mother of four children, three of whom are educators, I take that very seriously. Uh, We in Norwich use the Common Core State Standards that are um, adopted by the Connecticut Department of Education. They're um, very readily available to the public to peruse. Um, They are they are uh, anchored in exactly what you said: the basics uh, of reading and writing and and an arithmetic subtraction. Um, And we're making sure that there's mastery-based learning um, in these very core subjects. And so if there is um, something that a parent feels is objectionable, then they can um, always reach out to my office and um, with a concern, and we, we investigate it. We have a curriculum council comprised of teachers in, in every grade level um, and subject um, and administrators who re- review any worries of any content area impropriety. Um, none have come up um, for curriculum council since I've been here, but in my past, I have I have seen objectionable books that parents wanted uh, us to take a look at, and we certainly do. Even the English language, there are some people that are trying to change that. And uh, what about you, Bob? What do you think of critical race theory and things like that being implemented in some schools? Critical race theory is not even a part of uh, anybody's curriculum that I'm aware of, uh, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it is, a theory. It's nothing it's, uh, that it's going to be taught into our schools. And, and going back to uh, just the other aspect of uh, gender-based on our students, these are protect- they're a protective class, and we have to make ensure that the safety of all of our students, all of our staff, and all of our faculty 
if it falls under that under that the protective glass, that we do everything in our power to ensure that they are treated fairly, equally, and their and their safety is of a, of the utmost importance. So, uh, so it would come to the guise of bullying. No one should be bullied for any reason. That is correct. That is correct. So, um, right, let's take this call. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi uh, there. I don't live in Norwich, but I go to Norwich quite a bit. And I just want to say, I am so happy that they are starting refurbishing with the schools. It sounds to me like you're doing a great job, and I just wanted to congratulate you on it. Thank you very much. Truly appreciated that. Thank you. Are there certain things that are brought up in school that um, you would send a letter home saying, uh, we're going to be doing this, and ask the parents... um, you want to sign? Uh, is it okay to go ahead with it and things like that? Um, there aren't topics that come up serendipitously, if, if you mean that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I would say that if there were um, uh, maybe a, an anti-bully assembly or an assembly where um, something about school safety was being brought in, then yes, but not largely, no. You concur with that, Bob? I do, and... One thing I do notice that, um, and that's been going forward with our uh, current um, uh, superintendent and her staff, is there are a lot more surveys going out to the parents. My wife and I are, are parents of four children, three of which are in the public schools here in Norwich, one's at Norwich Free Academy. And, you know, we are constantly getting emails. We are inundated with emails uh, from our uh, from the Norwich Public Schools and from the uh, from the Norwich Free Academy on different aspects of what they're doing what's going on and uh, and surveys and they serve a purpose as long as they get filled out and returned because we know we want to hear and uh, we all have a voice what's the most common question that parents are asking these days where there's so many controversial things around the country I would say most mostly about COVID and what what's the safety mechanisms, what are the measures that were taking place, how safe it is for their children to be in school, um, and if they're going to need to wear masks. Um, recently, it's also been about the dress code and about um, th- their safety in the classrooms and in the schools, given the nature of, of the occurrence of shootings throughout the nation. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning. Hi there. Yes, I'd like to ask a question. Sure, go right ahead. Uh, Is critical race theory being taught in the schools? Okay, I mentioned that. You can go into it a little bit more. No, critical race theory is not being taught. It's not being taught in the schools, they say. Part of our curriculum. In these schools, anyway. I don't know about other schools. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Let's take a little break. 809-5252 is our number. We have a few more minutes with our guests. The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield. Throws up top. And he caught it. And he's in the end zone. Oh, what a play. Throws him to the ground for a second. It's time for a Husky revolution. And caught in the end zone in a corner. What a catch. Touchdown, Yukon. The season kicks off August 27th on your home for Yukon football. This is Wayne Norman. Join me for all that action this season on Yukon's newest affiliate, WICH 94.5 FM and 1310 AM. Yankee Remodeler Since 1971 Yankee Remodeler This is Pete from Yankee Remodeler. 
Business is booming, and we're looking for experienced carpenters and painters to join our team. We offer competitive wages, insurance, 401k, PTO, and more. If you'd like to work for a great company, don't wait. Email your resume to hr at yankeeremodeler.com. Yankee Remodeler! Stu Brown with you at WICH. It's a pleasure to have with us Superintendent of Norwich Schools, Kristen Stringfellow of Aldi, Board of Education. We have a few more minutes if you wanted to get a question in at 889-5252. Parent-teacher meetings, are the parents showing up? Yes, they are, thankfully, and this year we're starting off with a really wonderful new um, parent-teacher conversation called Hopes and Dreams Conferences. And so the first three days of school, August 31st, September 1st and 2nd, there'll be half days for uh, students, and then the other half of the day we're inviting our families in to speak with their teachers about their hopes and dreams for their students. Sets the uh, year off in a very positive and rigorous light um, because we want to certainly support parents in fulfilling all their hopes and dreams for their children. I hate to see the word winter, but how does it work with um, cancellations of schools and how many cancellations can you have without stretching things? Not the funnest part of my job. Um, we actually start watching the weather the night before, and then um, a, all the superintendents in this region wake up around 4 o'clock a.m. Um, we uh, are given some really good information from national weather agencies and um, try to make the decision when we can the night before because we know that parents struggle with uh, child care. So if we're making a decision the night before, it's not because I want to sleep. It's because I know that you have to make sure that the children are cared for. Um, and we can make uh, decisions about school cancellations as long as we're not going past the July 1st um, deadline. Hi, welcome. You're on the air. Yeah, hi. Um, it's an honor to speak to uh, Ms. Uh, Stringfellow. Yeah, um, sure. What's your question? So I was thinking... Um, you mentioned hopes and dreams, and I was wondering, uh, what if it's more than a hope or a dream, or maybe they do dream to be one day be uh, like like a, a person's son or daughter. Let's say the son dreams of being known as a daughter someday. Now, let's say that they tell the school. Is the school going to be telling the, the parents at the uh, parent-teacher conferences or in any other way? And another question is, what kind of, what kind of um, curriculum you guys offer to educate students on this and uh at what age do you think is it appropriate okay they're talking about the gender issue i i did you hear him and somebody I, who uh born a, a guy and wants to be a girl and comes to school as a girl uh, how are those things handled so uh, we do have a policy that is aligned with state law that makes certain that all uh, students and all adults, regardless of their gender, um, are protected by law. And I believe that uh, your question started talking about the parents' hopes and dreams for their children. So parents are able to talk to their teachers and school staff about anything that is on their mind relative to their child. Um, we have the support of our director of nursing, um, our nurses in the school, our classroom teachers, um, social workers, psychologists. Everyone is all hands on deck in supporting uh, parents to meet the needs of their their children in any area. I wanted to get this question in because uh, we're getting uh, just about out of time here, and that's um, we hear some atrocious stories about child abuse. 
I'm sure that the responsibility of the teachers, at least I think I'm sure, uh, look for that kind of thing and report that. Um, let's talk about that probably in a lot of Board of Ed meetings, huh? Yes, we have a training, annual training in um, protocols and procedures with the Department of Children and Families um, to make certain that all of our staff are looking for um, concerns of abuse and neglect, and we take that very seriously, um, and we report it to uh, DCF um, even, it, it, you know, at any any small measure to make sure that we're casting the, the net wide mm -hmm. so that all students are protected and we bring in authorities such as our, our Norwich police um, uh, partners, our school resource officers and the Department of Children and Families to make sure children are well and that they're well cared for. All right. And we started off, of course, talking about uh, the referendum that's coming up. When is the referendum on that? Uh, November. November. When we have uh, our voting, our election yeah. next November the eighth, I believe. November the eighth. Yep. Yep. And it'll be. Uh, we need the votes. We need you to get out there, get out there, and and vote yes, please. Okay. And so this is an easy one. Yes, yes. you want the buildings, yes, and no, you don't. Yeah, we, right. Yes, Sometimes those things get a little confusing. <laughs> Yes, we need the new school project. We need it for the health and safety, the, the warm, safe and dry uh, conditions for our children and our staff uh, to live in and work in. We need it for safe air quality. We need it um, because it's going to be more affordable to the taxpayers than any other option. To do nothing will cost double and it will not get us um, warm, safe and dry schools. One quick question. Hi, what's your question? Okay, that's a real quick question. Real quick Bob, anything you want to close out with? We only have a couple of minutes here left. No, I, I appreciate the, you letting us come on to your show, Stu. Um, it's always been a, a pleasure listening to you for the past 50-plus years, and I wish you continued the success in your career. Thanks, Bob and Christian. Uh, welcome to our world here. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. W-I-C-H. Good luck with the referendum, and uh, keep me posted on any issue going on in the schools, and uh, you can call up and we can talk about it online, Thank whatever you. you want to do. I have faith that the taxpayers will support our children and teachers. All right. Good to see you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take a short break, and we'll get to your news coming up in just a bit at WICH AM 1310 and 94.5 FM. If you're pregnant, a mom, dad, or caregiver, the Alliance for Family Support in Eastern Connecticut is here for you. Our free programs provide information about labor, delivery, baby care, child development, and connections to community resources. How? Through home visiting, phone support, parent groups, and play groups. To learn more, call the Alliance for Family Support at 860-425-6549 or visit tvcca.org. and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. All right, next hour is a completely open topic. So what's uh, on your mind on some of the issues we talked about this hour or anything else on a mighty pretty Monday with the uh, weather sunny, low humidity, we can ask for anything more. Mostly clear tonight, 58-64. To Tuesday, partly sunny, high in the low 80s. Wednesday, mostly cloudy, chance of a shower, 80-83. to 83. 
This is probably the best stretch of weather this summer. So get out and enjoy it. All right. <laughs> All right. See you after the news and looking forward to chatting with you on, on any subject here at WICH. Jimmy Fowler follows the news at 2 o'clock with his talk show. But we have lots to talk about afterwards from Personality Radio, WICH AM 1310, 94.5 W233DB in Norwich, where it's coming up to 11 o'clock and the beep. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by General Steel. I'm Steve Kathan. The blowback from some of former President Trump's supporters is fierce following the FBI search of his Florida estate. CBS's Bradley Blackburn says the rhetoric has prompted concern at the highest levels. A joint intelligence bulletin sent to law enforcement across the country warned of a threat to place a so-called dirty bomb in front of FBI headquarters and general calls for civil war and armed rebellion. Other threats are also circulating online. CBS's Jeff Pegues says lawmakers in both parties want more clarity about documents that were removed from Mar-a-Lago. Democrat Mark Warner, as well as Republican Marco Rubio, both on the Senate Intelligence Committee, both calling for the release of the documents in question, as well as an assessment of the kind of damage mishandling those documents could do to national security. In Russia, Brittany Griner's lawyers have appealed her nine-year prison term. CBS's Vicki Barker. The grounds of the appeal aren't yet clear, but when the WNBA star was convicted earlier this month, both her lawyers called her nine-year sentence for possession of prescription cannabis oil unusually severe. A Russian diplomat has indicated there have been talks about a possible prisoner exchange. China has announced more military drills around Taiwan as the island's president met with a U.S. congressional delegation. CBS's MTS Tayab is in Afghanistan's capital a year after the completion of the U.S. troop withdrawal. For the Taliban, today is a day of joy as hundreds fill the central Kabul square just yards from where the U.S. embassy once stood, waving flags and chanting, God is great. Rejoicing that it's back in control of a country it once ruled from 1996 up until the 2001 Allied invasion that followed the 9-11 attacks. Regulators in Britain have become the first in the world to okay an updated version of the Moderna coronavirus vaccine. Moderna's Philip Cruz says it protects against the original strain and the Omicron variant. The level of antibodies being produced is in a level that truly encompasses what we expected and therefore we could label it as having a superior immune or antibody response or protection response. It's dry in Center Point, Texas, north of San Antonio and in one neighborhood, no water's coming from wells because the water table is so low. Chad Bull is with a church deacon effort to spearhead and get water supplies in. We don't ask anything in return. We just want to come out and give them the water so that they can live the life that they want to live. That neighborhood could need help through the end of next month. Right now on Wall Street, the Dow is down 39 points. This is CBS News. If you're a business owner renting or leasing, you can save a ton of money and own a custom-designed building made by General Steel. Just call 877-25-STEEL and get a quote today. 
Dan owed an unbelievable amount of money to the IRS. I got behind on my taxes. It's a horrible feeling. He was in denial. And when I got those letters from the IRS, you wanted to act like they didn't exist. Finally, Dan turned to Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over $1 billion for their clients. Optima got me a settlement with the IRS. These people are really people-friendly. It was every bit of a new lease on life for me. The fast action and the great results made Dan Dan's head spin. I felt like I was in a dream, but it's real, and I have paperwork to prove it. They got the job done, and life is good. For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. If you're worried about what's going to happen with the IRS, stop worrying. Make the call now. Call 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Higher education plans are set for a breakout star on a wildly popular TV show. I don't have my powers. Turns out Millie Bobby Brown is a boiler maker in real life. The Stranger Things actress tells Allure magazine she's enrolled as an online student at Purdue University in Indiana studying human services. The hit Netflix streamer takes place in the fictional town of Hawkins, Indiana. Brown's character, Eleven, is a young girl with telekinetic abilities. In season three, a Purdue shirt that appeared in an episode took the internet by storm. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. The attack on author Salman Rushdie has sparked renewed interest in his books. The novel that led to death threats from Iran, The Satanic Verses, is now number 18 on Amazon's bestseller list and number one in contemporary literature and fiction. Other Rushdie books are selling briskly, too. Steve Kathan, CBS News. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Solomon Rusty, boy, I'll tell you, that was a close call. I think he's going to be okay after that attack. And now his book is selling again. Amazing, huh? Welcome to the program. Good morning. Yeah, hi, good morning, Stu. Hi there. Hi, so... I actually, I just talked uh, 10 minutes ago with you guys. I'm going to ask a question, and I think this uh, string fellow totally dodged it. I uh, I was quite polite about it. Maybe I shouldn't be polite next time. I, I asked if if it's in the curriculum, and at, at what age, and if they're notifying parents. And she did not answer my question. You're telling so notifying parents if someone thinks they're a different gender? Is that what you're right. talking about? Yeah. You know, if your hopes and dreams are to be, if you're a boy, if you, you hope and dream to be a girl someday, I would say that you should notify the parents. But she didn't answer. I know I know what the school policy is. I know the school policy is to not notify the parents. I, I'd like, she couldn't even say it out loud on the radio. I hope she's listening. Okay. This is, I guess this is why people go to school boards and start, start getting angry and having tantrums. Because otherwise, you know, when you're trying to be polite, you see what just happened? She didn't even acknowledge my question. She didn't answer it. All right, sir. Thank you. I, 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 I want to add one you. more thing. Yeah. Um, in light of what they're doing with these children, like I've done some research on schools, and to begin with, our schools were anti-Catholic. They were there to Protestantize children. You know, of course, there was other beliefs, like Judaism and so forth, but it was mostly because the Catholic schools were proliferating that they did this. Then in the 60s, they took away school prayer. Everything changed, and I think they had it okay in my era, although it was still a little bit, of an agenda, now it's off the deep end. 
there is a new religion in town, and it's, it, it, you know, there's, there's different words for it. You call it secular humanism, you can call it wokeism. One of the core tenets is this gender stuff. And most, most parents don't agree with it, especially in this town, where you've got predominantly uh, Chinese and various Asian, you've got black. This is mostly a, a thing that progressive, liberal, white people of the sort, you know, Chris Murphy, Liz Warren, those kinds of people, it's really just them that believe in this. And there's a lot of others that, because they're afraid of getting in trouble or afraid of being called a name, they don't say anything. And and right now we've got this string fellow completely dodged the question. I was I was very polite about it. I guess next time if I call in, I should be a little less polite. No, explain it to me. When, to when me. you say people are there, are people that don't believe you don't believe that somebody can grow up uh, born a, a man and then feel like they're a woman. Do you believe that they are literally a woman? If they're a man, do you think Caitlyn Jenner is literally a woman? Because that is what they're telling us. No, but I think the people that uh, feel that they are a woman have a right to, you know, there's, feel like they're a woman. I, I would suggest, even if you get this woman on the show or read her book, um, Abigail Schreier did a lot of research into this. Mm-hmm. And this has historically been, as we would know, because this used to be a real fringe thing, it was, it was boys and men. Most of the boys who exhibited signs of this, they weren't groomed and they weren't pushed into getting this way. Eventually, most of them grew out of it, and those that couldn't, they, they ended up in the, on the fringes. And, of course, maybe we don't want that. But now it's a girl thing, and that's never been the case. It's been very, very rare with girls. And now it's a huge number of girls are identifying as transgender. They're getting put on puberty blockers and cross-step hormones and all sorts of other things, getting mastectomies. Irreversible damage is being caused to these children. And it starts when you're grooming them in school and when you're affirming them in school and not even involving the parents is pretty diabolical. You're, you're replacing the parental authority with the state. I, I think it would be a great thing for your audience to read is that book, Irreversible Damage. It's not some, it's not some like, uh, you know, Jerry Falwell or uh, whatever t- kind of book. This person's a... No, I understand. Joke. I understand your point, but I, I, and I understand that particularly don't, don't be throwing stuff at young, young people. Let them, uh, Get a little older, and then they can make a, de- a decision certainly better, and parents should be notified, and of course. I understand it's privacy issues, so I don't need to know. But I do know that it is happening in the North school system, and I don't need to know about every case, but the parents should know. And if you could read the book Irreversible Damage by Abigail Schreier, you, you would see if there's, there's strong parallels to, in the 1980s, there was bulimia and anorexia among, among girls. These things spread by social contagion. And there's a lot of districts where kids are literally being told, right when they're hitting puberty, if you feel uncomfortable with your body, maybe you're not, maybe you're not a boy, maybe you're not a girl, maybe no, you're I, the other. I agree with you 100. So percent It should be done in, in a young year. the majority declare that they're now transgender or gender fluid or non-binary. Yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying, but certainly not with younger people. And some of these operations have been uh, catastrophic. I realize that. Many of them even irreversible. With, even with adults, we, we, when you have Leah Thomas winning, uh, you know, the the national championship in swimming uh, after being a pretty mediocre male, but was on the men's team. You know, you don't, you have case after case of this happening. The male body is different. Just because you think that you are a woman, you know, there's something up in your head. You are never going to be a woman if you are a man, and vice versa. 
We're not, and we're not talking about these rare cases where they have the ambiguous genitalia. No, I don't. Uh, we're talking about people that are totally I don't normal care. physically. I don't care if somebody. Something else. I don't care if somebody if they're a male and they want to be a woman. I don't think that they should be in the sports competition. Right. But I, you know, one hundred percent again. But if somebody says, you know, I really feel like a woman and wants to dress that way, I don't care. Or in middle school, how about how about you go to? No, I'm not talking about your, kids. I don't know if they still change in front of each other, but let's say you have the girls on changing room. How many boys are going to be in there? I know that there's women getting pregnant in men's prisons now because of this. Hey, I'm you know, glad you called. You're not allowed to talk about it. Good Ms. stuff. Stringfellow didn't didn't want to talk about it. All right, thank and you. This is this is a policy that affects everyone's kids. All right, we'll talk about it. Thank you. Hello, welcome yeah. to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi there. I just wanted to say I was listening to um, the two educators uh, of Norwich, and I wanted to call in, but I know I can only ask a question, right. and I wanted to elaborate. And I wanted to say um, why uh, a couple, a few things actually. Uh, why were these schools? that had uh, needed maintenance and repair addressed long time ago because education gets a huge budget every year, one, two percent. The burden falls on the well, that's taxpayer. A fair, that's a fair question. Why didn't they keep the schools up better? Okay, that's a fair question. Okay, so I also, you know, they're lacking pencils for the kids, you know, there's all these people donating backpacks for them. So let me, let me, um, on the flip side of it, okay, you have a teacher in bus driver shortages, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, so education is, uh, their studies, uh, is imploding on the children to learn critical race uh, theory, all that other stuff, transgender, uh, and, um, and, and you got the parents involved. So I'm thinking the reason why the teachers and the bus drivers, they don't want the liability, they do not want the expectations, and they should uh, get the hero pay. Um, they don't want the liability f- for what? What are you saying? In case students act up on the bus? What well, is it? A- anything. There's a liability on a lot of things. Um, okay, bullying, whatever, and then it becomes a lawsuit, and um, even bus drivers, even teachers, okay, the expectations for teachers. They were talking about them uh, being armed with guns. No. So why do you think you have a teacher and bus driver shortage? That's my question because um, that that's huge. What you're teaching the kids, and it seems to okay. support education, and that's where a lot of the money gets allocated mm-hmm. in... The parents who squawk that can't parent, okay? Okay, I got to run because we're going a little long here. I got to run, but thank you.
the teachers are, you know, they're teachers that sometimes, and I'm not saying it's here, but they disagree with the curriculum and they don't want to get involved with the politics. And a lot of teachers are frustrated. Many of them would just like to do the basics that we grew up in. And I think that's why there's a shortage of teachers. There's so much more pressure on them. Welcome to the program. Hey, Stu, good morning. I'll be quick. Uh, two callers ago, the guy was right. She didn't answer his question about if a student comes in and talks about their gender identity, mm-hmm. would you let the parents know? Um, her answer was, anything the parents want to talk about when they come in, we'll talk about. Uh, but the question was, if a student comes in, would you tell the parents? That's where people lose me. I thought they did a pretty good job, but people lose me in politics or Board of Education when they won't really answer the question. That makes me feel like it makes me feel like they're hiding something. So I just, I just wanted to put that out. The other thing I wish, I wish I had the information. I know they said um, keeping the old schools would cost this much. Building new schools would be like half as much. But I wish they had the information as to what our taxes would go up if we kept the old schools to fix them and what the taxes would go up if we built the new schools. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. are good questions. I appreciate it. Um, maybe we can get all those answers for you. Yeah, you could have kept them on for two hours. That would have been okay. By I know. Now. I had a lot of calls coming in. I must tell you that when that question was asked about if somebody came to school and wanted to be a different gender, uh, I didn't I didn't hear that clearly. I, I know I would have followed up and, and said, well, what would you do? But I, I missed it. So that, would have, that yep. would have been a good follow-up. Yep. Yeah. I think it's always good to let the parents know. I've worked in a school for over 40 years working with kids with uh, behaviors, and um it's always important to let the parents know, even the most minute things. Uh, I, I feel it's their right to know just about everything that they're not just about everything that their child's involved in, and because they're their kids, they're not mine. Mm-hmm. You know. So, anyways, thanks for taking thank, my call. Thank you, I appreciate it. There are some kids, of course, who are terrified by their parents. Most are not, but there are situations where kids have nobody to talk to. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hi, Stu. Hi there. I was another one. I didn't get my question answered. And in didn't. fact, a gentleman called and uh, and uh, talked about the question. I didn't get answered. He didn't get it answered either. So, listen, if you don't, your guests don't want to answer questions, what do we call and ask questions for? In fact, I think I'm the only one during your show that actually said I approve of the schools. No, Larry. I, I Larry, didn't hear another one say that. Larry, you didn't. Get, I know you didn't get a significant answer for that. I didn't get. But an when answer. you don't get, you got to give. But she, I would, she can't come on the air and say you can't come on the air and say we have a significant uh, 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 under control. It's significantly under control. That's not my question. My question is, I wanted to know why these people are not being arrested for violating a Connecticut state law. Tell me that. Tell me whatever you want to tell me. Tell me because we don't think it's a good idea. Tell me this, tell me that. But give me an answer to my question. Well, maybe they don't have an answer to that. Maybe it would uh, come under oh, the guise of something else. You don't have an else. answer to that question. But obviously, uh, Mr. just by not answering it, nothing happens to them. That's why I want, I want to know why nothing is happening to them. You just answered my question again or asked it. I want to know why nothing is being done to them. Why are not... Mr. Aldai stated the, the statute that I was right about the statute, theft of services under the Slosny statute in the state of Connecticut. All I'm asking is I want to know why nothing is being done to people who are stealing my tax money. 
Now, on, t- t- on top of that, I turned around and said 100%, I approve of these schools. I know my taxes are going to go up as a result of this, but I think it's very important for children to have the best of the best. Have I always not talked positive about children to you? No, of course. And I think that, I think that it's being scrutinized much more carefully now where they're not going to have these situations. That's the impression I got with their answers. Yeah. But still, even if you have one or two doing it or five doing it or ten, if they're arrested and their name is on your radio station for committing a crime and in the newspapers, guess what? It deters the next person from thinking about doing it. That's what it does. Well, point well taken. I understand. Uh, I, you know, but uh, listen, when you have guests, I just, just I, I might not like the answer, or you might not like to give me the answer, but at least give me an answer. I, I, I deserve an answer to my question. All right, Larry, thank you. All right. Hello, welcome to the program. Good after, good morning, Stu. Good morning to you. I called in on the show today, and uh, mm-hmm. I do believe that uh, although it's abolished, every department head in the city of Norwich, I believe, should have to live in Norwich and pay taxes in Norwich. Well, according to Bob Aldi, that's not the case. Uh, it used to be the case. Um, and, and, and that, uh, I don't know if it's a problem, but... It's funny how a lot of people want to work for the city of Norwich in different departments, but they don't want to live and pay taxes in Norwich, especially the department heads. Uh, you know, fire chiefs get fire trucks. The police chief uh, sets up, you know, even then they're going to try to get a new police station. Um, spending all this money and not being, having to pay taxes in Norwich or live in Norwich it uh, just seems a little, uh, I don't want to say hypocritical, but uh, I think it's wrong. But that's all i got to say. All right, sir. Thanks uh, for expressing your opinion. All opinions are welcome on this program. You're on the air. Welcome to the show. Hello, Mr. Stu. Jim Rondo. How you doing? Hey, buddy? Jimmy. How's everything with you? Oh, fine and dandy. I'm only calling now to find out whether or not you guys still have swaps on at quarter of. When I don't have a guest at quarter of, I definitely take swaps calls. Okay, very good. I'll be giving you a call back. All right, it's be Elvis's, talking. It's Elvis's anniversary, and I got some stuff I need to get unload. Elvis's anniversary, huh? Well, he's what forty-five years, I think, this month. It is this month, absolutely. Yeah, it is this month. I think it's the seventeenth. I'm not sure, but all right. Look forward to your call. I'll give you a buzz back. How you doing? Pretty good, Jimmy. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. We're all trying to stay af- afloat, right? Yeah, hey, which reminds me, I called the front office to ask them the, you know, the same question, and it just rang and rang and rang. I never got an answer, so. Nobody picked up, huh? Nobody picked up. I thought maybe it was vacation or something. No, it's not vacation, but all right. You call me anytime. I will, good buddy. You take care. See you, Jim. Talk to you in a while. Mm -hmm. Let's take a short break. We'll get back to your calls. 89-5252. Miles and miles of carpet and tile. We're the floor covering shop. Everything you need for your floor and the knowledge to help you make the right choice. We're Eastern Connecticut's home of in-stock flooring. Been so since 1963. Sales, installation, financing, and more. Come see the Graff family at 385 Central Ave in Norwich. Online at floorcoveringshopinc.com and on Facebook. Wall to wall, we cover it all. We got miles and miles of carpet and tile. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Why should you have your blood pressure taken regularly? 
be back in a minute with a few reasons. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. The main reason you should have your blood pressure taken regularly is that most people with high blood pressure have no symptoms. For these people, there is no other way to know if they have high blood pressure than to get blood pressure readings. Slight elevations in blood pressure can be treated with lifestyle and diet changes. But because high blood pressure can put a strain on the heart, arteries, and kidneys, a person with high blood pressure might be prescribed a medication to control it. The goal is to avoid a heart attack, a stroke, heart failure, or kidney damage. Medication awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a health mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. This portion of our program is an open topic, 860-89-5252, our WICH weather. Sunny, high 83. I don't find, I can't find anything wrong with this. Look at this. Tonight, mostly clear, 58 to 64. Tuesday, sunny in the 80s. And Wednesday, maybe a shower, 80 to 83. It's 77. Thanks for holding. Welcome to the show. Hi. Um, you know, let's, uh, I just went by the other day, um, the soup kitchen. And uh, the line of people was from the soup kitchen building out onto Cliff Street. So people want to complain about this, that, the other thing. Let's be grateful that we weren't in that line. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. Have a good day. Yeah, Bye-bye. you too. Anytime you can contribute something to the soup kitchen to help those that are less fortunate, take the time to do it. You know, share. Share with people that are less fortunate. All right, for the first time, I have an open line. You can get in. Uh, you don't have to agree with me on this program. You want to talk about the interview we had with the superintendent and the Board of Ed uh, gentlemen. You can call me at 889-5252. Bob Aldi was with us. And uh, Kristen Stringfellow, superintendent of the Norwich School System, getting ready for school to open about August the 27th. School will be opening. We hope it's going to be a nice, peaceful school year. (laughs) And there's no dress code anymore. I mean, there's no uniform. There's a little bit of a dress code, but you don't have to wear a particular uniform. You're on the air. Welcome. Good morning, Stu. Morning to you. I did what you did, what you've done in the past. I did some pondering this weekend. What were you pondering about in the Ponderosa? I had three subjects that came up, and I think I have a solution for two out of three. Okay. First one would be baseball. Mm-hmm. I still listen to some of the games, but I can't take it too much anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, do you remember a guy growing up named Elroy Face for the Pirates? Absolutely. He won you know, over two years. He won, I think it was something like 21 games in a row before he lost one. He had a two-finger pitch. It was an unusual pitch, I remember. It was called knuckleball. Or not the knuckleball, but the forkball. Forkball, that's it. Yep. Right. Anyways, I can't help to solve that problem. Another problem is uh, this climate change. Mm-hmm. You may remember back in some of your old history. What did they do if a volcano was exploding? They got out of town. 
They sacrificed people. Mm. Oh, yeah? Did it help? I don't, you know, I don't know exactly. Uh, you're talking about many, many, many years ago? Yes, but okay. all of those things that they tried by sacrificing people mm-hmm. never worked. So what does that tell you about these people with climate change now? It's not going to work. The third thing I had was automobiles. Mm-hmm. Do you remember one called the Stanley Steamer? Yes. My father had one, and he he had kept it in the barn for the place he was living with his with his parents, and he kept it in the barn. He would go out there in the morning and end up going to class at MIT, and the barn was warm as could be. But what does it run on? Steam. Yes. All we have to do is figure out a way to make the steam a little bit better. I think they used kerosene in those days, and just have to make it so it will give a little more powerful vehicle and whatever else. So what does the steam hurt for the country? I don't know. We could find something, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure somebody would find something, but it's uh, water vapor, and it's like everything else with water vapor. It never hurts anything. And there's a, there's a solution to these things. It doesn't go fast. My father found that out. He was late going to MIT one morning, and he got picked up for speeding in his <laughs> in his vehicle. Well, we could all go a little slower, so that wouldn't be too bad. Well, I don't think he was doing too much, but it was the only time he ever got a ticket, and that was with that Stanley Steamer. But I thought of those three things over the weekend, and I said, you know, you could probably get somewhere to make a, you know, fix some of these problems that we have now. I appreciate you sharing that. Food for thought. Yep. Take right. care, Stu. You too. Right. Elroy Face, remember him? Welcome to the program. Good morning, Stu. Morning. Stu, I called Shelly and apologized to her. I told her what I, I told you, and you said she'd be okay, and she was. She did a good job. Oh, yeah. Shelly's I called a, and told her I, was, I, was, I made a mistake. She's a true professional, trust me. Yeah, she, she had a nice voice, too. Absolutely. She told you to go to hell, you kind of want to go. Mm-hmm. I know, the other thing, the Red Sox should have swept the Yankees. Yeah, there's a lot of shoulders this year, but oh, gosh. uh got shit thrown out of third base with one out. Yeah, that was a terrible move. That's, that's right. That was a that was a stupid move. Mm-hmm. And we could have swept them. We still that was our first se- series win. Yeah, we don't win too many series these days, but at, at you know East, in the East Division. Well, you won two games against the best team in the division, so that's Maybe we're going to make our move, you know. Listen, let's face it. It's all about Devers. When Devers is hitting, they have a much better chance of winning. And without him, they wouldn't have won that he one either. Out, he knocked in all three runs. Yeah, he's uh, maybe out of his slump. I hope so. Hopefully. All right. Hey, that was a hell of a show you had. She's really well-spoken. I never heard her talk before. Yeah, I know. It was. Uh, I never met her before. Yeah, so. she sounds really nice. And I told you that... That the superintendent of schools is the highest paid employee of the city of Norwich. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's mm-hmm. all I got. Thank you. Christian Stringfellow is on our show. We've been trying a long time, and it's like I knew her for years. You're on the air. Welcome. Oh, hi. Good morning, Stu. Good morning, Sue. Yeah. Um, How do you do? Well... You know me in, in my paper reading on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, on sa- in Saturday's day paper, this is another reason why we need 
to get the Democrats out of the of Connecticut um, that are in charge on all levels, meaning right here under a well. Feds agree to honor pardons and stop deportations. And then right under the picture, Connecticut Attorney General William Tong speaks to news media during a watch party for Democratic National Convention. Federal officials have agreed to recognize Connecticut pardons as legally valid and stop deporting people who have been pardoned for their crimes by a state board, reversing a hardline stance taken by the Trump administration authorities announced Friday. So if you have an illegal in the country, and we know the state, state, you can hide them here. I I can't think of the name of that idiot, whatever it is, where illegals can come to your state and hide. And they pardon them for their crimes, and then that means they will not be deported. And this is under Attorney General William Tong, appointed by Lamont. So that's, I'm going to give a reason every day why we need new people in charge that's going to turn around our state. And another joke on Sunday, David Collins in the day and his little sideline article, he goes, Sadly, Leora Levy helped sink Trump Republicans. Really? How is that going to sink us? And he's already saying he's voting for Blumenthal. He thinks he's doing a great job. Well, he's always uh, voting Democratic. He said it the other day even. He's not a big fan of Governor Lamont, but he'll vote for him anyway. And then Lamont, there was an article also. I didn't pay attention to him, but... He is like, oh, do you want Biden to come in and uh, whatever campaign for you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he he's all in with Biden. So I'm like, don't these people realize what is happening to our economy and our country? And they're so blinded with that D. If you got a D by your name, you, you think you're God and you, and you can do whatever you want. It's like no, and and oh. And good news, though. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. What? You said good news? I I have to prepare myself for this. Well, I think it's good news. Right. That the FBI, according to everyone I've been listening to, has really botched up bad. They, They miscalculated on what they did to Trump. Well, all right. What they did to Trump. Okay, that's another issue. I thought you were talking about this. Hey, you know what Mark Levin said Friday night? He said exactly what I said on Thursday to you. How do you cut these over, over spent, these big spending programs? Say we take over, well, say the good guys take over in November, right? Somebody with common sense wants to hold on to the purse strings instead of open them up. And let them fly off into the air, all your dollars everywhere. Marco then said, how do you get rid of these programs? You cut their funding. And I was right. And, boy, he started naming a lot of them. And I'll tell you what. They also want to disperse and disband this FBI because it's corrupt. So it's like... Well, you have to understand the attorney general is the one who gives the... We'll just talk about the... uh going into Trump's home. Uh, that was directed by the Attorney General, and the FBI follows suit. Oh, 
Another case is uh, with the Hunter Biden. I'm not sure how that all works. But that but was a cover-up. Did you hear uh, uh, by anybody over the weekend that the stuff that Trump took was declassified anyway? He Because they shut him off on every comment he could ever make on Twitter or any social media, he didn't say the stuff he took was declassified, and the FBI also botched up by taking um, client lawyer records. You know, uh, well, well, they took a lot of stuff. There's going to be stuff that's going to be totally insignificant. I want to wait till all of it is, if it ever is all divulged, and then make up my mind. But it'd have to be something really serious for what they did. Really serious. The reason why Trump wanted to know who the FBI agents were um, that raided the place um, over the weekend, they are supposedly the ones that were working against him, a lot of the, you know, lower echelon ones, in the um, Russia fake Russiagate probe, and he knows who they are. So this, this was all on purpose to make him look bad. That's all. And you know what? His... Ratings, not ratings, what is it, polling? His polling is up 10 more points. They have awoke a sleeping giant in the American people that want their country back. Well, people you know? are very upset, and, and but we need to get all the facts before we can oh, yeah, really yeah. judge this. We do, and I have a, a comment for all of the, because something dawned on me this weekend. What dawned on you, Sue? Well, I'm looking for a car, right, a used one, and I'm not going to pay an arm and a leg for it. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking to myself, why would used car prices go up? When one week they may be sitting there for eight, maybe ten thousand, and then all of a sudden go up fifteen to twenty thousand, and my belief okay, is okay. What is your belief? And I got to run quick. Is that Biden told them you raise the car prices right. as high as you want? You know, stick. This is my opinion. Stick it to the people because we want them to turn to electric cars, and I think all the car companies went along with them okay. because there was no excuse. I don't know. That, I feel bad for car no. companies. Uh, put that in your conspiracy book. i got to run. Okay. Thank you. So, that's Susie. Let's, uh -huh. let's take another call on, on WICHAM and FM. You're on the air. Welcome. Oops. That's the static man. All right, we lost somebody on the line. Call back and uh, we'll get to you right away. For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique, but you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit MAD.org. This is Nick Kaplinson, President and CEO of Dime Bank. Is your bank changing names or worse, disappearing completely? We've all seen too many times, once the name changes, so does everything else. Maybe it's time for you to skip the new paperwork, fee changes, and big promises that come from a big out-of-state bank. At Dime Bank, we're welcoming customers who've had enough. It's your bank, your choice, your dime. Dime Bank. Community banking lives here. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. 
94.5 and 1310 WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. And I know something that has to stop. There are lots of threats to the FBI. And you know there are some people out there that just lose it. Stop it. That doesn't solve anything. Anything. And I think that uh, President Trump should say something about that. You know, hold on there. We don't want anybody getting hurt. You're on the air. Welcome. Good morning. Morning. I was I was wondering if you ever heard um, anything about, remember, oh, quite a long time ago, because I hadn't been able to get you for a while, um, about uh, the sugar, you know, the sugar contents on the cans where it says total sugar 25 and including 24 added sugars, 40%. What so, does all that mean? There's all kinds of different the sugars. There's, there's corn syrup, there's fructose, and there's sugar, sugar. It's oh, it's a ton of sugar, let me tell you. Yeah. Well, that's what scares me when they say now added sugars. We had enough before. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, they're just trying to have you buy the product because you'll think it's less sugar. And maybe it is. Because yeah. a lot of products do add some more sugar to the sugar. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> and I'm my own grandma. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I just was wondering if you ever heard from anybody. No, nothing. No, really, but, or, you know, corn syrup and fructose and all of that stuff is mm-hmm. sugar, so that's sugar, the one sugar. That says included? Yeah, I mean, it's all. It, it'll say, you know, usually the. Number one ingredient is the first one that you read on the uh, can or whatever you're reading, and yeah. that, that has the most sugar. If it's sugar, yeah. it says total sugar, twenty-five. Then included twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, and then I was wondering, do you ever hear from any different people? Um, I know a lot of people are for the birds, like I am. But um, they, they uh, the hummingbirds, uh, uh, they they have bees all over their, you know, their feeding things now. Well, hummingbirds. Hello? We have a couple of hummingbirds that go to the flowers in our yard, but I don't see any bees around. Yeah. Well, oh, I see bees everywhere. But I just mean um, on my feeders. These are my feeders now. I guess they're not getting enough of the flowers, so they go into the, you know, the, uh, the hummingbirds. Oh, feed. they're oh, they're getting into the hummingbirds' diet. Anything, yeah. Yes, right. But it's it's, uh, it's kind yeah. of sugary. The hummingbirds' uh, food, isn't it? Yes. Um, well, I don't buy the stuff. I I use what a lot of people do: one pot sugar, four pots mm. water. I have a friend who's got tons of sh- uh, hummingbees that come to his yard, and he was telling me about what he puts in it, and I know that it's sweet, and certainly the, yeah. bees, the bees would go to that. Yeah, yeah. And they are, and it's hard to, you know, go fill them up again. You can't touch them with the bees all over them. Can't you put a little sign? right at you. Put a little sign that says no bees allowed? Oh, maybe that'll work. That's a good idea. Thank you. Or have the, but I hope they hope they could read. Have the police around and have a sting to get him out of. <laughs> it's tough because we love the hummingbirds. They're so adorable. Right. I have about five or six around the bigger one, 
that, you know, they, they won't try and eat it once. They get kind of disturbed with each other. But, but I enjoy it, like you said. Would you believe I had a woodpecker trying to get the water? Not trying. He goes there and gets the water. Oh, yeah. They, you know, everybody wants to get into the action. i got to tell mm-hmm. you a bird story, though. My, my uh, granddaughter was at the beach yesterday, Mallory, and uh, she brought a sandwich a nice turkey sandwich and she had a a little bag where she had it in and it was all secured by aluminum foil and all that jazz and she went back to the bag and she said where's my sandwich and she said somebody's been uh, you know but they didn't take anything else in the bag it turned out that a bird birds do that you have to be careful a seagull went into the bag took the whole sandwich out and flew away Oh, and really, so you got to secure. If you're at the beach, you have to zip it up or secure your anything to do with food. And another person, we heard, uh, just got a hot dog at the stand, and a bird came down and took the whole wow. thing out of her hand. Oh wow! So look out. Secure your food. Yeah, so make sure they don't take your finger with it. Yeah, that's true. You got to be yeah, careful. Absolutely. Don't put any sweet thing on your finger. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, okay, well, I was just wondering, and I've been wondering for so long about that, you know, the sugar and the mm. the Every time I read it, I, I wonder if you ever heard of it. No, there's all kinds of little tricks that they do. And yeah. A lot of them now will say no fructose, no corn syrup, and that's a good thing. But all of a sudden, they started that. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I thank you very much. You have a great I've been day. Enlightened, but if anybody knows how we can get rid of the bees... On a, right. a hum, hummingbird feeder, but we stay with lettuce. Yeah, lettuce. Can you hear us okay today? Oh yeah. Okay yes, then. Yeah. I'm thinking. I've we'll... been hearing it, but the funny part of it that day, I told you, I took it in the living room with me, and it's static like heck in there, so I had to bring it back out the kitchen. Okay, well, <laughs> something's rotten in Denmark. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll get some answers for you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Hi, welcome to the program. Good morning. Buenos dias. Buenos noches. Hello, good morning. Uh, oh, hello, hi. How you doing? Good. Good. I just wanted to uh, uh, repeat something that I did say last week. I just really want people to think about it when they watch this January 6th um, Inquisition on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be, and it is a fact, Donald Trump anticipated that there was going to be a very large crowd and he made contact to Marion Bowser and Nancy Pelosi he offered them the National Guard to have on that day for protection um, they refused it now I really want people to think what if they had taken him up on the offer that was made because he can make the offer but they have to accept it which they did not. And none of this would have happened. Exactly. And I want people to really think about that. And I'd like them to also think about the time that these Democrats are putting into this inquisition when they could be uh, working more for the American people and doing more to secure the border and make things safer for America. Um, they're well, they don't ever want to mention the border. That's one thing they don't mention. 
Talk about no, inflation. No, they don't mention the border at all. They don't mention and the border. And they don't mention, and they certainly didn't want Jim Jordan on the uh, on the um, panel group there mm-hmm. to ask Nancy Pelosi the question in regard to why did she not accept Trump's offer of National Guard? Because um, she certainly doesn't want to be asked that question or have to answer it in any way, shape, or form. Um, but that, to me, when you go right down to it, that was the source of the problem that day. Nancy Pelosi and Marion Bowser not mm-hmm. being smart enough to take the National Guard and protect things and done their duty. Well, I wish they had. We wouldn't be going through all this, but I'm glad you called. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, it's Mr. Static. You've heard of Mr. Sandman? That's Mr. Static. WICH weather is almost perfect. Let's take this call. Welcome to the program. Hello, good morning. Mr. Stu, it's Jim again. Hello, Jimmy. What you got, buddy? I got six uh, uh, plates that I got from the Bradford Exchange, oh, God, 20 years or more ago. And they're all of Elvis at the Gates of Graceland, Jailhouse Rock, Memphis Flash, and In Performance, Love Me Tender is a big song, and Christmas at Graceland. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, I have it, the, the caddy. He had a, a 55 pink and white caddy, and I have one, a model of those. And I think it's a 120 sco- uh, size. And I'd like to have, you know, somebody give me a call that collects Elvis stuff because he died in August of 77, 45 years ago. Yeah, it sounds like good stuff. Um, maybe we can make that caddy get bigger. Can drive it around. That'd be fun, huh? Yeah, well, I still got that red Mustang. <laughs> All right, uh, and where can we reach you, Jim? Okay, 860-367-0497. And you know who I miss on your show? Who's that, Art, buddy? Art Mueller. God, oh, he was one smart man. I sure. Oh, he was brilliant on any subject. On any subject. And when he was in the Navy, he was on the Shangri-La, and I used mm-hmm. to call him all the time and say, would you mind playing Shangri-La? <laughs> I miss Art a lot. He was just such a, a joy to be around. He was. He was a real great guy, you mm-hmm. know, and that's the way it goes, unfortunately. I know. Okay, my yeah. friend, you got my number and you got my name? 367-0497. You got it. Have a good day and you stay well. Uh, you too. Thank you. Hello, you're on the air. Hi. Good morning, Stoke. Good morning. How are you today? Good. Are you staying out of trouble? Not trying to. Okay. Somebody's got to have a little fun. All right, but not hey. that much. <laughs> yeah, you just, I, you just don't want to get caught at it. So what's on your uh, mind today, bucko? Well, for one, uh, the lady is n- not talking about bees. She's talking about yellow jackets. Okay, so how can she get the uh, yellow jackets to leave the hummingbird food alone? You take a... You take a a Coke bottle. This is a big Coke bottle, one quart. All right. You cut it in half. You turn the top side down into the Coke can. And you add a little bit of sugar down in the bottom, a Mm -hmm. little bit of sugar and water. And when the uh, yellow jackets fly in, they won't fly out. So they always fly up. They don't fly down. 
And that's how you get rid of yellow jackets. There'll so, be a hundred of them in the in that uh, Coke bottle. So that'll be much more tempting for them than to go into the uh, hummingbird stuff. That's that's the truth, Stu. Take a big Coke bottle, cut it in half. Yeah. It would have to be plastic, I assume. And Stu, mm-hmm. I've I've uh, I've paid attention to uh, politics a long, 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 long time, and. I know that uh, ex ex presidents have security clearances. They are sometimes called on to give us their expertise in subjects. So, if the president, and I'm calling Donald Trump the the president, if the president had security. Uh, documents at Mar-a-Lago, it would it would be upon him or the Secret Service to either protect them or remove them from Mar-a-Lago. They know he had secret documents. They're just making a big hullabaloo about that particular item. But uh, Mar-a-Lago is still uh, classified as a protected domain, so I don't understand what the problem is uh, outside of uh, politics. And well, I, it had to be such an extraordinary situation for them to do it, because everybody's uh, livelihood is on the line, particularly the Attorney General, for making that move. And but I want to know, problem, I want to know what, what the deal is. The problem, I, I, the problem that I see is it wasn't an extraordinary development. Every single president, from from uh, Truman to the present president, has had documents left in, left at their uh, other residence after they were presidents, and this is no different from that. Uh, Mr. Clinton probably has classified documents in his garage today. Well, I hope and they're more the secure way, than so, that. Yes. The lighten off procedure for a, for a, a sewage uh, v- pump on a destroyer was classified as confidential. So let's not worry too much about the confidential items that might be left at Mar-a-Lago, okay? All right, sir. Thank you. If you want to find out how to start that, that steam propulsion thing down in the in the destroyer uh, you go down there and turn a couple of valves on that'll get it started okay all right have a great day thank you have a good day you too oh no no it's it's not lunchtime yet you're on the air welcome good morning Stu. Good morning this is rod hey rod what's uh, up uh, well I'm calling on behalf of the first congregational and Central Baptist Churches mm-hmm. to invite everyone to the 89th Annual Meeting House Rocks Fair on Saturday, August the 27th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. This is the oldest continuous church fair in Connecticut, and you don't want to miss it. There'll be something for everyone, artists, baked goods, basket raffles, church raffle, handmade quilts, Acrylic painting, crocheted Afghans, Christmas in August.
chowder, chili, direct sale, food trucks, uh, non-profit vendors, and much more. Admissions free. And all monies raised benefit the church community and outreaches and maintenance operations and expenses. Um, the rain date is Sunday, August 28th, from 11 to 4. Now, if there's any question on where this is, it's at the north, in the North Town Green in front of 81 East Town Street for your GPS, and we hope to see you there. It'll be worth your trip. All right. Good to hear from you, and um, I hope and you have beautiful thank, weather. Thank you for the time. All right, sir. Thanks. Have a good day. Hi. Welcome to the program you're on. Whoops. Here comes the static man. He should really clear his throat. You're on the air. Welcome. Voice of Reason here. Voice of Reason. What's up? The sun is out. It's Monday. I sent you an email about possibly giving away four wristbands for tonight's Yeah, I got you. I got your email late, and I'm pro- I'm sorry I'm late on that, so um, I didn't have time to you, de- develop it. So, can you do something between one and two today? I can try for you. I mean, I I just got that email this morning, so I wasn't kind of prepared for it. Well, why don't you tell the folks what it is? Well, first of all, this is uh, Monday free entrance into Ocean Beach Park after five o'clock. They have. Uh, Music from the 50s and 60s. They have an antique car show. You can play miniature golf just for $2. You can go on the 22 rides for $10. You can walk the boardwalk, plenty of food. Again, free parking. And what we'd like to do, because you've been so good uh, letting us mention it, is we have four ticket bands for your callers that are worth $10 apiece. And they can go on the rides from 5 until 8 o'clock for free. I will just need to have somebody from the station let me know the names of the four winners. And they can go to Ocean Beach. Parents can go with them. Go in the park for free. And the, the kids will have a blast from uh, from 5 until 8 o'clock. Four ticket bands. And then yeah. I, I get the uh, name and get a hold of you and cha-cha-cha. Yeah, just have somebody send me a text or an email or a phone call. All right, give me the uh, give me the number if I can get that in. It'll do it for you. Yeah, eight six zero eight five seven eight five five two. All right, voice of reason. See what we can do for you, buddy. Did you get that article from the day from Saturday? Yes, I did. It was very good. And then Saturday morning we rode in the Waterford Week Parade in the Corvette. It's been a great weekend, uh, Sue. Yeah, I don't want it to end, but, you know, we're getting to the wire. Hey, life begins at 80. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Sue. Life is just a bowl of cherries. Welcome to the program. All right. We have an open line. If you'd like to uh, get in right now, we can do it. Got a couple of minutes before noon. 
I'm so frustrated with our company's cleaning service. They're not living up to their promises, and it's really starting to bug me. That's why I use SureBright Commercial Cleaning Services. I know it's done right every time. Out of sight, out of mind. I'm Chris Heller, co-owner of SureBright. It all comes down to customer service. We know that our customers, like Hall Communications, trust us with their facility as well as their image. And we appreciate just how important superior maintenance is to our customers, their customers, and their employees. That's why with SureBright, you'll get only the best in service and quality. Being a family-owned, independent company, customers know that they can always call either Chris or Patsy Heller with any questions or concerns. Surebright Commercial Cleaning Service, a division of Surebright Enterprises Incorporated. Out of sight, out of mind works for me. I'm going with Surebright Commercial Cleaning Services. Great choice. Surebright Commercial Cleaning Services. Done right every night. Out of sight, out of mind. Serving Connecticut. Call 860-887-9785 or visit surebrightinc.com. 81 degrees. Right now, you're on the air. Yes, hi. I have about a four-foot um, tall metal file cabinet with four drawers and good to excellent condition. And I also have some boys' clothes, um, five, six, seven, and some new shoes. Uh, my number is 860-204-8114. 204-8114. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hello. Welcome. You're on the air. Something I said. Don't understand, no comprende. All right. Cleared the lines. See, I wanted to tell you this. I don't want to forget to tell you this. So I'm going to tell you this. You're looking to buy tickets to an upcoming concert or need to transfer tickets for a show that was postponed due to COVID-19. You do an Internet search for your question, which brings up results For Ticketmaster, you click through the website and everything looks normal. I love when it doesn't mean it's normal, of course. The website promotional information and a credit card number. However, as soon as you complete a transaction, you notice some suspicious activity. You might receive tickets with someone else's name on them, or you may never receive your tickets. In other cases, you get the tickets, but the site charges you a much higher rate than advertised. So be aware of that. Hmm? Welcome to the program. I got that from the Better Business Bureau, who always keep me up to date on scammeroos. On closer inspecting, you realize that you were not on the Ticketmaster site at all. It was a lookalike site with a similar name such as Ticket Smarter or Ticket Faster. Should be called Ticket Ripoff. When you call the customer service number, they're either unreachable, unhelpful, or downright aggressive. We got a news break. WICHAM 1310-94.5-W233-DB in Norwich. It is news time. Public institutions of a country of 40 million people. So we really urge states and development agencies to return to Afghanistan. Well, there's word researchers have made a breakthrough that could increase the supply of kidneys for transplant. I'm Vicki Barker in London. Cambridge University scientists have managed to flush blood infused with a special enzyme through three donor kidneys, effectively turning all of them into the universally accepted type O. Further tests are needed, but the breakthrough could 
could render all donated kidneys suitable for every candidate. Regulators in Britain have become the first in the world now to approve the updated Moderna COVID vaccine. CBS's Dr. David Agus says it's a booster that will target the Omicron variant. The U.S. government has said that by September, we should have booster shots available in the United States that include Omicron. This will be both Moderna and Pfizer, as both of them have filed with the FDA. Nearly 2,000 Kaiser mental health workers are getting ready to walk off the job in Northern California in a contract dispute. Kathy Ray is a social worker who says patient care is suffering. The new state laws that have gone into effect say that we get to see our patients within a two-week window. We don't have adequate clinicians to actually do that anymore. Regrets? Some people have them after deciding on a name after a baby's born. This is Deborah Rodriguez. Parents have changed babies' first names 30,000 times in the past five years. The Social Security Administration says Isaac and Chloe are at the top of the list, at least the spellings. Next most changed, Aiden, then Connor, Elliot, Michael, and James. Wall Street, right now the Dow is up 89 points. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. Today, even in a virtual environment, we buy nice houses in nice neighborhoods using no banks, realtors, contractors, or other costly entanglements, and build huge cash flow and wealth without the hassle of tenants, all without credit and little or no money. You don't need a license or experience, and I'll show you exactly how it's done. Text OFFER to 99799, and I'll send you my free training. I promise I'll change the way you think about real estate and open the door to a new lifestyle that doesn't involve risk or rehabs and can quickly replace your current income. Text OFFER to 99799 and let me show you how to take your life back and build cash flow and wealth from your home. That's OFFER to 99799. Again, text OFFER to 99799. A political day of decision is looming for Republican voters in Wyoming. Liz Cheney is fighting till the end. I will work every day to ensure that our exceptional nation long endures. But it may not make any difference. There are many here in Wyoming who are very upset. I got nothing good to say about Liz or Dick. This is one of the reasons they say they will not vote for her in tomorrow's Republican primary. Cheney's continued attacks on former President Trump. Donald Trump made a purposeful choice to violate his oath. The most recent poll by the University of Wyoming shows only 28% of likely voters plan to vote for Cheney. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Rock Springs, Wyoming. A family services worker in Texas has been fired for encouraging a 14-year-old in state foster care to do sex work. The girl was at a Houston-area hotel and captured the discussion on video. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. It's Stu Breyer's Lunchtime Oldies Break, only on WICH AM 1310. Our life together is so precious. Together we have grown. We have grown. Although our love 
Lunchtime oldies will uh, start them over again. And of course, John Lennon from his last album, Just Like Starting Over. Well, let's uh, bring in the grease, putting on the suntan lotion. John Travolta, Olivia Newton John. Some 
movie soundtracks from the movie Grease. I mean, there were so many popular songs from that movie, and that's one of them. Summer Nights. Stu Breyer with you. Let's have a lot of fun this hour. Anybody, have you ever been to Jamaica? Hmm? There's a song about Jamaica. Had a good time. It was tough to leave, huh? Reflecting on Jamaica now with Harry Belafonte. Down the way where the nights are gay And the sun shines daily on the mountain top I took a trip on a sailing ship And when I reached Jamaica I made a stop But I'm sad to say I'm on my way Won't 
be back for many a day. My heart is down, my head is turning around. I had to leave a little girl in Kingston Town. Sounds of laughter everywhere and the dancing girls swing to and fro. I must declare my heart is there though I've been from Maine to Mexico. But I'm sad to say I'm on my way. Won't be back for many a day. My heart is down, my head is turning around. I had to leave a little girl in Kingston Town. At the market, you can hear ladies cry out while on their heads they bear. Aki rice, salt fish are nice, and the rum is fine any time of year. But I'm sad to say I'm on my way. Won't be back for many a day. My heart is down, my head is turning around. I had to leave a little girl in Kingston Town. Are gay and the sun shines daily on the mountain top. I took a trip on a sailing ship, and when I reached Jamaica, I made a stop. But I'm sad to say I'm on my way. Won't be back for many a day. My heart is down, my head is turning around. I had to leave a little girl in Kingston Town. Sad to say I'm on my way. Won't be back. For many a day, my heart is down, my head is turning around. I had to leave a little girl in Kingston Town. Made a lot of money singing the island songs, the uh, calypso songs. Harry Belafonte, Stu's with you. 82 degrees, lots of sunshine today. Should hit about 84. It's that time of year. Johnson's Hardware Rental and Repair Sidewalk Sale, August 19th through the 21st. Save up to 80% off retail prices. You'll never know what you'll find from dog toys to bird feeders to lawn chairs and solar lights. Prices so low, you can't say no. Only at Johnson's Hardware Rental and Repair. It's been a humid summer. Keep your home dry and comfortable with the Perfect Air 50-Pint Dehumidifier. It's powerful enough to remove the sticky humidity from large spaces up to 645 square feet, and it does so with quiet efficiency. Dampered products also trap excess moisture, eliminating musty odors in closets while keeping your clothes smelling fresh and dry. Bring your power equipment in now to have it tuned by one of Johnson's certified repairmen. You can count on Johnson's Hardware Rental and Repair to keep it running in tip-top shape all season long. They service all makes and models. Johnson's Hardware Rental and Repair, 44 Hill Road in Groton. Visit them online at johnsonsrental.com. If you don't start there, you'll end there. 94.5 and 1310 WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit wich.com slash contest dash rules. Haven't heard from uh, John Mellencamp in a long time. Maybe he's been at camp, but here's one of his songs. Uh, 
And had quite a list of them, too, during the height of his popularity. This is called It Hurts So Good. so good, I guess, when you put something that's nice on a sunburn. Maybe it makes you feel good. Tough to figure that one out. Anyway, Mellencamp, Stu's Lunchtime Oldies. Here's a song that was brought back from Eddie Cantor days. How many of you remember a singer by the name of Eddie Cantor? Well, the Happenings, who were a popular pop group in the 60s, decided to 
Record one of the songs by Eddie Cantor. Mammy! Smiles. Hope you get some good sneakers on that one. Mixing them up for you every day, noon to one in our lunchtime oldies. Here's Johnny Rivers. Uh, he is a seventh son. Everybody talking about the seventh son in the whole round world. There is only one, and I'm the one. I'm the one, I'm the one, I'm the one, the one to call the seventh son. I can tell your future, it will come to pass. I can do things to you, make your heart feel glad. Look in the sky, predict the rain, tell when a woman's got another man. I'm the one. Son. 
words that will sound so sweet They will even make your little heart skip a beat Heal a sick, raise a dead Make the little girls talk out of their heads I'm a one Some of his songs, he had a big crowd with him. I guess it gave him a little oomph out there. My daddy was a pistol, I'm a son of a gun. Johnny Rivers. Here's a song I bet you never heard before. But it's done by a group that you've heard about. Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. I found this vinyl, and I thought I would play it for you today. It's called Love is a Clown. Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers.
she brought home Bozo to meet her parents. I got to be honest with you, I never heard that song before. And I said, man, I got to play this because Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. Frankie particularly was such a great artist. But he threw in that clown song. I don't know if it became a hit or not, but certainly I don't remember it. Hey, how about I put on my rock and roll shoes? They're kind of big, so they do rock and roll a little bit. Here's the Spencer Davis group. Let's go. Gimme, 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 gimme some lovin'. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Put your hands together. What do we do now? It's 82. The temperature's rising. Persistent, huh? Spencer Davis Group on WICH, a little rockin' and rollin' on our lunchtime oldie break. Thanks for being with us. Next hour, it's 
Anything goes. Any subject you want. Norwich Coin and Jewelry. Always buying old coins, scrap gold, sterling, old currency, and silver coins. Hi, I'm Jackie, owner of Norwich Coin and Jewelry. We sell collector coins and supplies, and we do free appraisals. We also do expert jewelry repairs and engraving at very reasonable prices. We've been at the same location for over 32 years. Norwich Coin and Jewelry is a smart place to buy and sell your gold, silver, and coins. 860-886-2730. Norwich Coin and Jewelry, 35 Franklin Street in Norwich. With summer in full swing, it's hard to think about anything besides staying cool. But now is a good time to schedule your children's physicals. This is Allison Hennigan from Generations Family Health Center. We are accepting new and existing patients for school and sports physicals at our Willimantic site. Get their health checked and immunizations updated before the summer is over. Our experienced clinicians will complete the exam and forms you need, as well as give you peace of mind that your child is healthy. Whether you have insurance or not, Generations is happy to provide you or your child the care that's needed. In In addition to medical services, we also offer dental and behavioral health services at our Willimantic location. It's a full range of services all under one convenient roof. Find more information at genhealth.org. Don't delay. Back to school time is right around the corner. To make an appointment, call 860-450-7471. New patients of all ages are welcome. Generations Family Health Center. Willimantic, Putnam, Norwich, Danielson. One call, one mission. Accessible health care for all ages. This is Nick Kaplinson, President and CEO of Dime Bank. Ask your bank a question. Where are they headquartered? If the answer is hundreds of miles away, then are they really a community bank to you? Large and out-of-state banks put profits first at the expense of local customers. If you value a real community banking experience, Dime Bank is welcoming customers who've had enough. It's your bank, your choice, your dime. Dime Bank. Community banking lives here. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Here's a worldly song by Jack Scott. What in the world's come over you? What in the world's come over the world? What in the world's come over you? Seems we never get along. It's just not right, oh, what in the world's come over you? Could you ever change your mind? If you do, I'll stay. Oh, 
each night My heart, it cries It's just not right Oh, what in the world's come over you You're still my angel from above There's a classic for you, W-I-C-H, up to 85 degrees. Boy, that warmed things up with the humidities down, so it's a pretty beautiful day. Sometimes you just got to hear a Frank Sinatra song. You ever feel that way? Just, especially if you haven't heard one in a long time. So I thought you would sing along with Frank this afternoon. How do you feel? You make me feel so young. You make me feel so spring has sprung And every time I see you grin I'm such a happy individual The moment that you speak I want to go play hide and seek I want to go and bounce the moon Just like a toy balloon You and I are just like a couple of tots Running across a meadow Picking up lots of forget-me-nots You make me feel so young You make me feel there are songs to be sung Bells to be rung And a wonderful fling to be flung And even when I'm old and gray I'm gonna feel the way I do today Cause you make me feel so young You make me feel so young You make me feel so spring has sprung And every time I see you grin I'm such a happy individual the moment that you speak I want to go and play hide and seek I want to go and bounce the moon Just like a toy balloon You and I Are just like a couple of tots Running across a meadow Picking up lots of forget-me-nots you make me feel so young You make me feel there are songs to be sung Bells to be rung Wonderful fling to be flung And even when I'm old and gray I'm gonna feel the way I do today Cause you, you make me feel so young so young You make me feel so young Ooh, you make me feel so young Give me my rattle back, all right? Francis Sinatra. Hey, in the 50s, we had uh, Mary Lou and Peggy Sue and Betty Lou and 
Then, of course, you can't forget Linda Lou. Here's a guy named Al Sharp. Linda Lou. Well, now they call my baby Patty, but her real name, her real name, her real name was Linda Lou. Well, now, now they call my baby Patty, but her real name, her real name, her real name was Linda Lou. She's so fine, fair, and pretty, you never know what my baby's gonna do. My Linda Lou. When she goes strolling down the street, all the cats, all the cats, all the cats turn to look around. Well, now she'll give everybody the eye. You never know, you never know what my baby's gonna put down. Everybody always tell me I've got the cutest little girl in town. Because of that chick, Linda Lou, Linda Lou, Linda Lou, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, what are you gonna do? I had a real bad dream last night, honey. You said, you said, you said, you said that we were through. Linda Lou, Betty Lou, Mary Lou. Yeah, there's no names like that anymore. Did you hear the news? A lot of people are, after the baby's born and they give the baby a name, they want to change it. This is something new. You don't have to, well, well you know, this, he or she doesn't really look like that name, so um, that's what they're doing. They're changing the baby's names. It's important you give the baby the right name, so if you don't think it's working after six months... You better do it soon before the, you, you get used to it. Hmm? Okay. It's a little tip on Stu's Lunchtime Oldies. All right, any new teachers in the future? Maybe you'll have one like Abigail Beecher.
60s and the 70s. They're all back again on Stu's Lunchtime Oldies from WICH AM 1310. And 94.5 Big Sam left Seattle in the year of 92 With George Pratt, his partner, and brother Billy, too They crossed the Yukon River and found the Bonanza Gold Below that old white mountain, just a little southeast of Nome Sam crossed the majestic mountains to the valleys far below He talked to his team of huskies as he mushed on through the snow With the northern lights a-running wild in the land of the midnight sun Yes, Sam McCord was a mighty man in the year of 1901 Where the river is winding, big nuggets they're finding Nug to Alaska, the gold north, the rush is all the way up George turned to Sam with his gold in his hand Said Sam, you're looking at a lonely, lonely man I'd trade all the gold that's buried in this land For one small band of gold A place on sweet little Jimmy's hand Cause a man needs a woman To love him all the time Remember Sam, a true love is so hard to find I'd build for my Jenny A honeymoon home Below that old white mountain Just a little southeast of Nome Where the river is winding Big nuggets they're finding North to Alaska Go north, the rush is on North to Alaska Go north, the rush is on Way up north Way up north Way up he had a lot of crossover hits from country music to pop music, probably more than anyone. That was one of them, North to Alaska. And then, of course, he had Sink the Bismarck, Battle of New Orleans, and and this particular song about the days when the saloons were called honky-tonks. We don't call them anymore, but it was fun, honky-tonking. I'm a honky-tonk man. Tell us about yourself. And I can't seem to stop. 
I love to give the girls a whirl to the music of an old jukebox. But when my money's all gone, I'm on the telephone. Hollin', hey, hey, mama, can your daddy come home? I'm living fast and dangerously, but I've got plenty of company. When the moon comes up and the sun goes down, That's when I want to see the lights of town Cause I'm a honky-tonk man And I can't seem to stop I love to give the girls a whirl To the music of an old jukebox But when my money's all gone I'm on the telephone Hollering, hey, hey, mama Can your daddy come home? I miss the days when you'd go into a lounge or a bar, whatever you want to call it, honky-tonking, and there'd be a jukebox there. And it was always going. I miss the jukeboxes. Maybe we can bring them back just like vinyl records are coming back. One never does know. Here's James Darren, who was an actor who was in the Gidget films, also proved that he could sing pretty well.
do people run around, run away, and then go into the circus? Does anybody run away from the circus? These are things I ponder. I'll get over it. Did you ever notice how difficult it is to say you're sorry? I'm sorry. It's easy, though. Just try it. I'm sorry. I'm, but they have to sound sincere when you say it. You go, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Very sincerely go, I'm sorry. There's a song by John Denver who is very sincere with most of his songs, and here's his big apology song. It's cold here in the city It always seems that way about you almost every day Thinking about the good times Thinking about the rain Thinking about how bad it feels alone again I'm sorry for the way things are in China I'm sorry Cause you're not here with me Our friends all ask about you I say you're doing fine I expect to hear from you almost any time They all know I'm crying I can't sleep at night They all know I'm dying Down deep inside I'm sorry for all the lies I told you I'm sorry for the things I didn't say
guy who's not afraid to say he's sorry. I think he invented the game sorry there. Johnny Denver, interesting song. Never got to number one, but it was number two for three weeks in a row. One of his very big hits. For those of you into old sitcoms, welcome back, Mr. Carter. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around, but those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd need ya? Who'd have thought they'd need ya? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We always could spot a friend. Welcome back, and I smile when I think how it must have been. And I know what a scene you were learning in. Was there something that made me come back again? Welcome back, Mr. Carter. Let's welcome back the news. WICHAM 1310 and FM 94.5 W233DB in Norwich. Lloyd Austin has tested positive for COVID. He had the virus in January. CBS's Alexander Tin has the latest on what federal health officials are saying about the monkeypox. Among the new recommendations, the CDC says people who can't isolate in another household should take steps to avoid spreading monkeypox, like disinfecting doorknobs and not sharing towels. The agency also has updated their list of animals that can catch the virus to include dogs after researchers in France reported evidence suggesting a pet dog there caught the virus after sharing a bed with their two infected owners. The company Four Moms is recalling more than two million Mama Roo and Rockaroo infant swings and rockers due to entanglement hazards. One death has been reported. Ahead of the college football season, Alabama tops the AP poll for the ninth time. Wall Street right now, a turnaround for stocks. The Dow is up 175. This is CBS News. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. They offer customized financial planning for you, not just your assets. Learn more by calling 888-598-3966. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. 
It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with healthcare costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 27 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. There's word researchers have made a breakthrough that could dramatically increase the supply of kidneys for transplants. Cambridge University scientists have managed to change the blood type of a donated kidney so that it's acceptable to people of all blood types. What we've seen is hugely encouraging and it has the potential to change lives. Near to Jane of Kidney Research UK, the biggest impact could be on members of black and ethnic minorities who are more likely to have the relatively rare B-type blood group and hence are less likely to find suitable donors. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Norway has euthanized Freya, the walrus that became a viral sensation by damaging small boats and marina docks. That decision has touched off outrage among those who opposed it. In Australia, there's an investigation after a red panda somehow got out of a zoo in Adelaide. Two days after getting free, it was found in a fig tree in a nearby park. Steve Kathan, CBS News. Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Well, this is our Anything Goes portion of the program, which means we do anything and everything, almost everything and anything. And the number is uh, 889-5252. Of course, a part of it is taking calls and seeing what's on your mind that you'd like to talk about. We should throw out suggestions and just have a good old time in the good old summertime. We'll just keep that summertime rolling here. W-I-C-H. We had um, a couple of guests earlier today. If you missed it, you can hear it on the podcast. We had uh, Kristen Stringfellow, the uh, superintendent of the Norwich School System, and Bob Aldi, who's with the uh, certainly the Education Department, Board of Ed., Interesting conversations and questions by you. Check that out later this afternoon. It'll be posted. Welcome to the program. Hey, good afternoon, Stu Breyer, my brother Stu. Brother Joey, what's up, buddy? All right. Hey, I was busy this morning, but I had the radio on while I was busy. A um, couple things. Hey, I'm glad you finally got uh, Superintendent uh, Stringfellow and uh, the, you know the education guy there, mm-hmm. Audi. You know, good questions. And Larry, you know, he listens very well. Maybe he felt like he got this on the question he asked. Uh, but it's nice to know that you finally got him on. And my next thing is, when are you going to get Blumenthal and, uh, you know, these congressmen and, and you know, the senators before the uh, midterms? Because I would say we, probably uh, sooner, near the election time, they all come around. Yeah, they swarm in like... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Hey, I wanted so bad on your hour, you oldies there, because you mentioned all of Linda Sue and Bobby Sue. What about a boy named Sue? No, Johnny Cash. <laughs> oh, yeah, all kinds there's of those. So, Mary Lou. So, and, mm-hmm. There's so many. Uh, those, they remind me of Southern Bells. Like, uh, women have, like, a double name. I think it's cool. Yeah, that was very popular in those days. You don't hear that it at was. all anymore. 
Yeah, Peggy Sue, Pretty Pretty. Yeah, all those. Yeah, Peggy Sue, Linda Lou. Yeah, uh, what else? Was it? Yeah, and no, uh, it was good to hear them. They ought to because look, they're they're in the limelight and all this. This is big stuff. These new schools and all. And Larry is so cool because it is so important in our next generation for these kids. They need protection. They need a good upbringing. You know, Stu. We certainly need to understand some of the things in schools across the country today that are being done. And they're all different. I don't blame everyone, but there's some of the things that shouldn't be in the schools and some of the things that should be, and we like to dig into it. Yeah, this one's off the wall real quick, though. I I got a really good friend right here in North. He's born and raised and bred here. He's a wonderful guy. He called in your, oh, I don't know how long ago, but... Hey, somebody likes old ham radios and, and whatnot, and we we're talking about, he was talking about uh, jukeboxes and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And he actually talked to you about, is there somebody you know is, was fixing radios and jukeboxes and all that jazz? Because he's got an old relic. He's got, he, I guess he wants to get rid of it down the road. I guess I'm, I'm beeping his horn, but. You know, listen, some, uh, I'm glad you on. brought that up because there's a gentleman that called me a while ago. I did lose some information on it because. He talked I about. Try- one, I bet it's the one I'm thinking of. But go ahead. He tried to. He talked about trying to sell his jukebox, and then I was went home and I was trying to figure out where I would put it. But I, I haven't just just <laughs> uh, discarded it completely. But it yeah, sounds like a nice yeah, jukebox. Yeah, Stu, Stu, I didn't ask him. I didn't see it, but he is. He's a good friend and a neighbor, a good guy, and. Uh, I asked him, is one of those big ones with the light-ups and all? He goes, yeah, Joe, it probably weighs a ton. But it holds probably 50, 45 uh, records, you know? Uh, and it plays and all. He used to, be, he used to use it. And uh, I think it's cool to see old relics like that come back, you know? Oh, I love the jukebox. I'm still interested in it. I, it's just um, I'm trying to figure how to get it to where it's supposed to go and uh, where I have room for it. Yeah, I'm going to talk to him tomorrow, and I'm going to mention that. He's probably listening right now. He don't call him that much, but he's a wonderful guy. And mm-hmm. he'll probably say, Joey, I heard I heard you talking about it. But, yeah, if he wants to go further with it. But I told him, hey, back in Philly, man, if you go down to the old World War II uh, uh, sub-base coming around uh, Bridge Street there, remember it was uh, uh, like a chrome in the 50s. They had those chrome diners, Norm's Diner. Mm-hmm. Sure. They were built. They were manufactured and built throughout the whole United States. They were everywhere. They were everywhere. They were popular, and we had Pee Wee's Diner in Philly. It was a great place where you can go and gather and all. But they had the little jukeboxes on each table, three for a quarter, three songs for a quarter. Oh too. yeah, I remember that very well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but the only thing I didn't like they crank it up on the next booth over, and you couldn't hear your song. Then you out, you know, <laughs> you had a, it was like a competition. But anyhow, it was cool. And I, I kind of wonder how small those little records were in that little music box. You know, well, they were the same. Oh, in the little one there. Uh, yeah, remember yeah. the little ones right on the table, right where you sat in the booth. You could put a quarter and get three for a quarter and two for. Two for a dime, I guess, and if you bought three for a quarter, you got three songs. You know, I never thought of that, Joey. How did they yeah, have that? Yeah, it was. I, I simply, I remember this was the late 60s, early 70s. I was a kid, man. It was so cool. And you push the buttons down and pick B. Please, Mr. Please, Mr. Reeve, don't play B17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm being funny now, but yeah, yeah and. Think about it. They were small little boxes at the end of the table going towards the window, and it was a little mini jukebox. Mm. 
Anyway, I loved I, I when I uh, lived in Roxbury, Massachusetts. There was a place in Grove Hall we could walk to it, and it was a Chinese restaurant where we take out an order, and they had this most beautiful jukebox mm-hmm. with all of the colors. I remember thinking, "Boy, this oh is, yeah, it lit up like neon light. This is sensational." Mm-hmm. I bet, Sue. You know what I love, too, your stories? Certainly the spaghetti and meatballs on your white, brand-new shag carpet. That's a that's a classic. But I, I like the one when you lived up above the pool room, and they're all down there shooting stick, and you're trying to get some sleep so you can go on air, and, and the jukebox is blasting out all those crazy songs. That was a good story. Yeah, that's a true story. It was right below, I know it is. Right so below you, my you, bed. You, yeah. <laughs> You're an awesome guy, man. You you, uh, you just you make my day, brother, man. All right, Joey. See ya. All right, man. Hi, welcome to the program. Um, hi, Stu. Hello. I wanted to talk about monkeypox. Monkeypox. Now, dogs can catch it from you if you have monkeypox. Okay. Uh, um, I wanted to say. The thing is, lately, they want to change the name because it's insensitive, right? I, I, Did you I'm hear that? Not, yeah, but I don't know why it would be insensitive, and it's not even correct. It's supposed to come from rodents. Okay. I'm going to tell you, and I told you this before at one time when I called in, that um, I'll, I'll be uh, specific. Black people do not want to be fur be referred to as monkeys, apes, whatever. And when I uh, was working, there's a birthday card given to one of the people. They were outraged. It was a birthday card, but it had the Wizard of Oz with um, the monkeys flying. She took it offensive, and this was years ago. Well, that, that's was, you know that's I, so. I hold say, on, hold and, on, hold on. That's so preposterous that anybody would uh, assimilate that. I mean, it's just uh, ridiculous. I, I think it's ridiculous, but I, obviously some people are offended by it, and I don't understand. It's got nothing to do with people of color. Well, it does, Stu. No, it doesn't. They haven't been in my. Uh, workplace in things and we were as a staff meeting was told she held that card up uh, with the Wizard of Oz she was so offended because it relates back to whatever porch monkeys whatever when they used to play in the front uh, porch with their instruments and everything, they were referred to a lot of things. And this came up. And that's why I'm telling you, this is why racism is going on. And I want to say, like, um, one, I think, political official said, Michelle Obama looked like an ape in shoes. Let me tell you, the... I'm sure there well, that, were of course, repercussions. Is a, a disgusting and repulsive remark, but 99 and 9 cents people don't don't go in that direction. There's you always going to be some idiot that's going to say something about something. Well, you you watch because that is very sensitive, and I'm going to tell you 
that um, monkeypox and anything related to that, that's why there's an issue. Well, if they want to change it, that's fine. You know, it's it's a bad thing, and we all should know how not to get it and what to do if you get it. Thanks for the call. Hi, welcome to the program. Hey, Stu. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Got an interesting show. Mm-hmm. I'll pass on the school vote from earlier in the day. All right. Uh, that'll be up to them, the voters. But I wanted to let you know that monkeypox is called monkeypox because it came from a monkey. Okay, listen, listen I've heard listen, other can opinions. I tell you quickly? Yeah. I'll try to make it quick. A lab in Denmark ordered monkeys from Singapore in 1957. When the monkeys came on the ship to Denmark, they started dying in 1958. There's pictures of the monkeys. They had a pox. It's called monkeypox. That's why. No other reason. If they had ordered hamsters, it would be called hamster pox. Okay. As far as the dogs go, that's bad, huh? Well, the dogs actually were sleeping with their owners, and uh, the owners had monkey pox, and they... Uh, Has anyone advised you of the location of the dog's pox? Uh, no, I, I don't know where the dog's pox was. The veterinary report says the pox was on... I don't want to even use the word on the radio. Let's just say it's back door. Mm-hmm. Not its stomach, not its... Not from patting its head. Well, it could be the way they were sleeping. It, I don't know. The pox was on the exit, you know, the back door. I know the back the door you're talking vet- about. Okay. The veterinarian issued a report. Well, if it is, if it did happen that way, it's pretty rare. I'll tell you that. Okay. Much. Well, it's, I wanted to make one point about diseases. Mm-hmm. You got your mortality rate, morbidity rate, infection rate, transmissibility, and these are numbers that will tell you describe a disease. See where I'm going? Let me ask you this. What percentage of the people die? What percentage of the people get sick? Mm -hmm. Well, the flu gets uh, people very sick every year, and many of them die from it. Right. This will be how you categorize a flu, too, which is also a virus. But when you look at these numbers for this monkeypox disease, they're not the same as the traditional numbers. Let me ask you this. See where I'm saying? It's not the same virus. Do you think chickenpox comes from... discovered in 1958. It think, can't be. It doesn't have the same numbers. Do you think chickenpox comes from chicken? The first isolation of chickenpox? Hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I could look into it for you. I would imagine so. I never thought have about it. It from a chicken that was exposed to a rodent. I mean, I never thought about it till now, so... Uh, all yeah, right. the chickens can be exposed to rats. Sure. It's the intermingling of the different germs. That's what the monkey and the dogs, the prairie dogs, had in common. They both came on ships that had rats on them. Well, all right, my friend. Thank you for sharing that. So if you want to prevent it, you have to prevent it, this new virus. You can't prevent it like you would try to prevent monkeypox because it's a different virus. If you try to prevent it the way you prevent monkeypox, that's not going to be good. You want to know what you're fighting to prevent it. Okay. Be well. Thank you. I think I'll walk around with a suit of armor. How does that sound? Welcome to the program. I say we change the name Cuckoo Pox. Cuckoo Pox? Cuckoo Pox. Okay. Yeah. Don't you think that's better? Cuckoo Pox. I guess. Sounds better. Whatever you want to call it, it's something that we should be aware of, that's for sure. Well, we call it Cuckoo Pox. We're not offending the monkeys then. 
Well, you're offending cuckoos. <laughs> well, I, I didn't name any specific cuckoos. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you. Uh, just watch out for your pronouns. Go home and study your pronouns tonight. <laughs> I'm not changing my pronouns. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not doing it. All right. All right. The real reason, why, the real reason why I called you. I hope Liz and Cheney uh, enjoyed her, her time at the Republican Party because she's done. I hope she's done. Uh, oh, she's all done. This this person, Harriet uh, Hagerman, mm-hmm. she's running uh, uh, against her in uh, Wyoming, and uh, right now she's up twenty eight percent over her, and they expect her to win over Liz Cheney by thirty to thirty five points. 30 to 35 points. That's how much he's going to beat Cheney. Well, I think Cheney's and, a time to go, and it's not because of January 6th, although, the, the, well, no, it you is. Know why it's, you know why it is? Because uh, it's because Trump's in charge. Trump Trump endorsed that that Harriet Hagerman. He, almost well, of everyone he, he endorsed, they won. Yep. I think he's like 94%. On his uh, picks that well, the people two he things. endorsed. There's two Just things. to show you, he's still in charge of the Republican Party, is what I'm saying. There's two things about Liz Cheney that I dislike immensely. Number one is when she, and she had every right to be upset about what happened January 6th, but she didn't want anybody else on the panel that had a different opinion. Yeah, and secondly, one. I never hear her complain about anything that Joe Biden has done. It's all been about Trump and that hearing. Yeah. So she's got to go. By the way, you know Wyoming is seventy uh, percent Republicans. Oh yeah. Voters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, registered voters. Seventy. That that's a lot. That, that's well, almost like a reverse here in Connecticut. Seventy percent Democrat in Connecticut, thirty percent Republicans. Well, she's done. So, she's cooked. Yeah. And I'll give you something to ponder. Oh boy. One thing about that very very important warrant that they had to sign on Trump's place. It was such an urgency, according to uh, uh, to uh, the clown there at the Department of Justice. You remember him saying that it was urgent. They couldn't couldn't wait. Oh yeah. They got the warrant. They got the warrant signed on Friday afternoon by the magistrate. And guess what? They signed. They served it on Monday morning. Three days later, they must have told the guys to go go to the beach and have a nice weekend. This is not important stuff. We'll go serve it on them on Monday. Three days after getting a warrant signed. They waited before they served it. We don't do that at the police department. You get a warrant signed, most of the time or all the time, you serve that warrant immediately. Because it's that serious, you would do it immediately, of course. So, three days later. Okay, right. Ponder that for a while. All right, so. I'll ponder it, Larry. Thank you. All right. In my Ponderosa, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Oh, hi, Stu. Oh, hi, Sue. Boy, you you guys are really getting some really good good things to talk about. This yeah. is the kind of stuff I listen to at night. You got some good things to talk about? Well, you know, um, the, the monkeypox thing, um, not good, but you remember the monkeys that got tipped over in that truck last year in July on a highway? I remember Larry, he mm-hmm. talked about it when it happened. Yeah, I remember it, sure. You know, <clears throat> what do, how do we know they didn't bring something here? We don't know. 
Um, that was my comment on that. We don't know anything for sure. No, but, you know, we did have monkeys in the country coming from a foreign country, and they were heading for some lab somewhere, so makes you really... Yeah, I can put that one in my conspiracy book, too. It's getting bigger. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, the um, John Bolton thing? Did you hear about him having... Uh, it was in the weekend paper. Ha- having a Iran person... Claiming they got a lot, I think it was 30,000 bounty on his head. Well, you know that Rush Die guy that got stabbed, the so, author that got stabbed? Solomon Rushney, they've been looking for him for 30 years. Yeah, and that was an Iran editor, or I don't know what they call it, but they put, put a thing out on his head. Now, if John Bolton has one on his head, I think he better watch his back. I mean, it proves that if they put one out there for you, they're going to do it, and the border's not closed, and anyone can come over that border, and it would be courtesy of uh, Joe Biden if anything ever happens to John Bolton. And on the Cheney thing, her, her father, and now her family is despicable because he drummed up fake yellow cake paperwork to go in Iraq, and it was proven to be fake, and he made people go to their deaths there, and so the Cheney family, as far as I'm concerned, they're in the trash can of history, too. There's a lot of people I am putting in the trash can, whether they're Republican or Democrat. I am not one of them cult followers like, um, what's his name, uh, Paul Schneer said. No way. I'm independent. Whoever is, I, you know, actually a long time ago, I guess I always was, because I always voted split ticket. If I like uh, this one in town, I don't care if they're Democrat, I vote for them. But if the other guy mm-hmm. um, in a different department, Republican, I always split the ticket. Okay, that's fine. Good. You know, why not? Whatever you think. You know, and, and it's like, hey, yeah, my son walked by and said, boy, he's got some really good subjects on here today. And he's from the younger department, so. <laughs> All right, know. sir, these. Thank you. Yeah, you got some good stuff. Okay, hey, Thank take you. care. You too. Hello, welcome to the program. Well, hi, Stu. Hi there. Hey, good to hear you. Good to hear you, too. Hey, I realized I just mixed up the salad with olive oil for me it, with my fingers and even though I washed, my fingers still felt oily, so I came up with the idea when I used my phone after that to wrap a little piece of toilet paper around the foams in case I didn't want oil getting into the volume section and all that. You're a little creative uh, genius. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at uh, Earl's. He gave me a, um, a sewing kit. It says Earl's uh, Sewing Tin, and it says safety pins on it pretty interesting it's made of tin and that was yesterday's subject earl the veteran um, earl the veteran gave you a lot of stuff huh yeah yeah he was very creative um he uh he rebuilt i believe they call it a it's not a franklin uh desk but it's on the same lines as that mm-hmm. an english style he rebuilt the whole thing from scratch he'd got an old one and it had nothing hardly left so he did good at that um the thing I was thinking today, I guess a tribute as well, someone is still with us, but a memorial is, if they're not, is that, am I right in that? Well, you can do a tribute um, either way, but a memorial yeah, a is uh, usually I, when somebody's passed away. 
Oh, well, not passed away. We want you to be here a long, long time. But a, a nice little uh, gesture to do for Stu Breyer from all of the listeners, if we could kind of... Um, you want to give me yeah, a gesture? Yeah, a, a, a thing, like a, um, you, you know, uh, I'm thinking of different things. People could call in about them, but you know in Mystic, near Mystic Pizza, there's, to, to Mr. Kelly, there's a statue of him there in bronze, I believe. Oh, the runner? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking if we went that way to get you something, um, I guess you already got a jukebox. So no, I don't have a um, jukebox. <laughs> you want another? I don't have one. Oh, you don't? Okay. No. Well, maybe we'll get you a gold-plated um, jukebox. <laughs> I was thinking along the lines of the statue so we could, um, you know, when you work at WICH, that could be enclosed in glass and we could put it outside there and always keep it, like, for you and... and Hundred or two hundred years to come from, we could donate it to the Slater Museum so they could tell what a great broadcaster and friend Stu Breyer is. Oh shucks, Wonder Man! <laughs> or can we name, can Dairy Queen name an ice cream after you? What would you rather have? Oh, an ice cream, definitely. Okay, well, if the folks at Dairy Queen are asking if they can do I don't local know what flavor stuff, that would be. national. <laughs> well, we, um, well, we have Breyer ice cream, but that's different. Yeah. I'm not related to them. Yeah, we could call you the, the Mr. Stew ice cream. So what what flavor would that be? Uh, An- anything. Well, like anything goes? Mm-hmm. Anything goes of your choice, your favorite ice cream. Okay. Do you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite? Uh, I don't know. I like chocolate chip. Um, yeah, probably chocolate chip. Oh, okay. Well, that that would be the one then. So maybe we could get a local thing going, and then uh, when uh, you you do a, a movie about your uh, life and the life is that you have with all your um, family and work and all this stuff. I'm going to do a movie now. The, okay. Traveling to the place in uh, near Buzzards Bay where that guy told you to get out of the boat. We have to include <laughs> that too. My goodness, you have a good memory. <laughs> maybe you were there yeah, on the way, beach I that day. I other people to weigh in on this. All right, well, I, I appreciate the uh, the thought. I have good news to you. All right, thank you. My goodness gracious. Our number is 889-5252. Stu Breyer with you at WICH. AM and FM. If you'd like to check in on any subject this hour, that's why I call it the Anything Goes Hour. And the number is uh, 860 860- 889-5252 Now uh, a gentleman called earlier who works out at Ocean Beach Park and he said that um, he's got four bracelet pa- bracelets to give away if you'd like to go to uh, Ocean Beach Park and get uh, on the rides for free so if you'd like to call for them at any time this hour, we'll make sure that you get a free bracelet. That's at Ocean Beach in New London. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. How are you? Okay, thanks. Now, I took a week off of listening, and I'm mad. I forgot to listen Friday when, when uh, Sally was on. I'll have to go and listen to the podcast. Sure. Because I figured after the raid at Donald Trump's house, all the comments would make my blood pressure go too high if I listened. <laughs> so, did you make any announcements? Um, about the changes that you said were coming last week, because I didn't get to No, I have no new announcements to make. 
Okay, I didn't know if I missed anything. No. And then I have to say, you made me laugh out loud a minute ago. It went right over the caller's head when you said, you want to give me a gesture? <laughs> okay. That was so funny. Well, it didn't get over your everything. head. <laughs> went right over his head. Made me laugh for probably a good two minutes. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. talking about Liz Cheney, that's when I tuned in a minute or two before that. Uh-huh. Again, I'm an independent. All your callers think I'm a Democrat. Well, excuse me, not independent, unaffiliated. In Connecticut, you're unaffiliated because there is an independent party, unless you're a member of that party. Um, I would probably vote for her if she, well, unless I love the Democrat she was running against, because for the exact reason that you think she should go, because she has the balls to stand up for what is right and against the... Influence but I'm not. A, see, I'm not against that. I'm I'm against that they they didn't get anybody with a neutral opinion on that uh, group of people. Still, uh, that's what I'm have against. A neutral opinion. Well, come on, at least somebody. No, that seriously, could, could anybody have mm, a neutral opinion on that event? Well, you're, There's no such, you're either one way or the other. And the two people she didn't allow were actively involved in it. That's like inviting the. Uh, Fox into the trial of the uh, hen house. <laughs> you don't have yeah, the but there's, on the, there's definitely on the, the board. With, with everything, there is some gray area that, but that never gets discussed. But I'm sure people went crazy about the uh, the FBI raid last week, right? Talking about it. Well, I I'm waiting to find out what it was about. No, I know, but I'm just saying they probably called up and and I said I just. I don't even want to hear it. I can't listen that week, so I took a break. I didn't listen this morning. Now I'm, I wish I heard. I might go back and listen to the school thing. I didn't right. realize you were interviewing her, um, but I tuned in oh, about 20 minutes ago, and I was like, you know, just the fact. If somebody and what did you think about that Lenora person winning the Senate thing, the one endorsed by, uh, endorsed by Trump here in Connecticut? What did I think about it? I hope she does a good job. Oh, I don't think she's going to beat Blumenthal, so uh, that's the only reason I'm not worried. Just when I when you say Donald Trump controls the Republican Party, you know what I think is going to happen? Except in a place uh, where Cheney is, where it's so highly Republican, we say he controls it. Okay, they might have won, but they won usually by like eight to ten percent, which means the Republican Party is really divided in half or sixty forty. So if you have that much division in the Republican Party, if those 40% won't vote for that person come the real election, not the primary, they're going to lose. Well, maybe. I mean, I think both parties are pretty divided. I mean, that's obvious, isn't it? Well, I don't... I, I The Democrats are divided, but not... I mean, I know somebody, I won't say his name, but he's a lawyer in the area. He was a Republican for years. And he's now a registered Democrat because of Trump. So that's how bad Trump is dividing the Republican Party. Well, Trump is not president anymore, so... Yes, we say that, but look at all the people he's endorsed and and the way he's affecting it. I don't know. I don't believe it as much if they'll follow him as much when he's in jail. That's my my wonder. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't have the answer to that. I don't understand it. I, I just, I don't care who endorses who, it's... What I think of the uh, candidate, but if people want to go that way, it's always been that way. What can I, I tell you? I know, but to have somebody like Trump to have affect people's votes this far out with everything we know about it, it's still to this day just 
makes me shake my head. Well, he's never going to endorse anybody that ever said anything nasty about him. So that's oh, it's that's they his, looked at him wrong. He that's his he's personality. Such an maniac. So that the endorsements don't mean too much to me. Well, I'm glad. So vote Democrat this time. <laughs> okay, Stu. Okay. Have a good day. Thank you. All righty, you're welcome to the program. Hi there. It's my silent partner. Hello there. WICH, you're on. Oh, it's a miracle. You got it. Hi. Hi. Um, quick, quickly, um, in, in Afghanistan, do you know that there were 36 officials um, there to process 100,000 out of Afghanistan? I mean, that's a lot of work for 36 people. Sure, it was a disaster. It's now a year old. Uh, you know, people don't want to talk about it. Some of them don't want to talk right. about it. But so and many the of the people that helped us are still there. Billions of dollars worth of stuff there. You don't think that anything that was left there was dangerous to our country to have somebody else have? I do. I think uh, most people who you know, follow weapons, it, it was the, a grave, the, was a grave um, mistake. You know, mm-hmm. on some some of the um, on the the whatever the um, well, of course it got into the wrong hands. Of course, of course it did. What the Taliban is so, doing to the people there—it's uh, you know—it's almost impossible to watch. Okay, so now we go to to Donald Trump. Okay, number one. In packing up those millions of pages worth of, of items, does anyone actually think that he boxed any of them? I mean, really, there were people that did that. And the FBI was there in June, and they went through the stuff, and then they told him to put an extra lock on the door, which he did. And as Larry said before, they signed the warrant on Friday if it was such an emergency. Why did they wait till Monday? They wanted to make sure he wasn't there. Um, why did they go into Melania's closet? I don't think that she's put nuclear um, secrets in her dresses. Well, maybe he wanted you to know. hide it there. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. They had that 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 search warrant included everything from when he the day he was inaugurated to the day he left office. For four years, they could take anything. It's supposed to be specific. It's supposed to, you know, not be open-ended. If they knew what they were looking for, why did it take them nine hours with 30 plus people? Um, We've heard anything from, there are 15 boxes that they took out to 27 boxes to 20 plus. How, How come we don't know how many boxes they took out? They can't tell us exactly how many boxes they took out. They can't count to 25 or 30. Give me a break. And 30 people to go in to get what they said they knew that he had. They knew where it was. Why did it take 30 people? Well, I know it, one thing that the, the American people want to know the truth, and they they really need to know. And if they're not going to talk to us about it, I mean, this is a big stuff. Big stuff, and I want to this get the facts. I want to get the facts, and if they don't have the facts, then I'm suspicious very much. 
It was a fishing expedition. They're trying to find something. Um, even like, have you seen Dick Cheney's ad for, for Liz? Oh, yeah. I have seen Dick Cheney. He's changed a lot. I didn't recognize him. Yeah, I've seen it. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't know who he was until he mentioned her. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he says that she, her job is to find, is to find a way that Donald Trump will never go into office again. I mean, that's why she's in the position she's in. And that's why um, there's somebody that is 30 points ahead of her in the polls for tomorrow's um, primary in Wisconsin. So this is going to be her farewell. Um, it looks you know, that way. It looks like she's she's out. Um, but if she was involved in other things that are so important to the American people, okay, January 6th, I get it. I get the point. It was a disaster. I understand. But um, I don't hear her talking about anything that Joe Biden is doing that's hurting the American people. Right. Nothing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, nothing. No. You know, and and um, Hunter got to go on Air Force One down to whatever, Hiawaya mm-hmm. Islands in North Carolina, South Carolina, with his father and wife and kid. And I don't know if his other kids are there or who's there. But anyway, you know, with, with Joe, Joe who couldn't put his coat on, Joe who went to shake um, shake um, hands of somebody that wasn't there last week. Um, no, he of course. So well. yeah. Listen, you know, I. He coughed. He was shaking everybody's hand. Right. I'm glad you got in. You Thank know? you. You know, it's just this whole thing. And Mark Levin, who's a brilliant attorney, said, "When you're the president, you just decide whether something is classified or not." So the only one who has the power to say whether it was classified or not is Donald Trump. So, therefore, what all of the stuff that they're saying, he said it's not classified. Well, he's not president anymore, so it's a different... Yeah, but he he unclassified it prior to to that, and then they can't reclassify it after he's declassified it. Well, that's what I'm hearing, but there's got to be more to it because uh, they put everything on the line trying to get him on this one, so we'll see. Yeah, well, um, I I just, like I said, okay. if they knew, if they knew that he had um, nuclear secrets, I would not have waited from Friday to Monday. Um, if they knew he had nuclear secrets, it wouldn't have taken, they would have known where they were because supposedly someone told them, and it wouldn't have taken 30 people nine hours. All right. That's like 170 mm-hmm. work hours. No, I, uh, I appreciate it. it. I got to run, but thank you. Bye. Maybe it's Russian collusion. You're on the air. <laughs> Russian collusion. How can you believe anything after the Russia hoax? It's amazing, even with Hunter Biden's laptop. They said it was a Russian hoax, which was not true. And so we're at a point now we don't know what to believe. I do believe in the tooth fairy, however, because I did get cash when I lost a tooth. If you're pregnant, a mom, dad, or caregiver, the Alliance for Family Support in Eastern Connecticut is here for you. Our free programs provide information about labor, 
delivery, baby care, child development, and connections to community resources. How? Through home visiting, phone support, parent groups, and play groups. To learn more, call the Alliance for Family Support at 860-425-6549 or visit tvcca.org. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Pretty basic weather, sunny, warm, 70s, uh, 80s, excuse me. Right now it's 83 degrees, more of that kind of weather tomorrow. Welcome to the program. Yeah, hi. I, I, I hear all this talk about Trump again, and, you know, this is, to me, I think this is exactly what they want us to do. They, uh, We've got this guy who's actually quite moderate, but he plays the Trump game, and he's not a, he's not a lunatic, like Trump's a lunatic. They got Ron DeSantis waiting in the wings. He could win 40, 40 or more states. Mm-hmm. So they're making Trump to be a victim here. The January 6th thing, you don't do this to depose leaders. You don't, you don't go on and, and try to nail them unless they're really doing something egregious. You know, we've had many presidents do much worse things. Like I'm, I'm recalling right now Mark, the Mark Rich scandal with, with Clinton, and every other Clinton scandal. And there was many, there was many Obama scandals. And we don't prosecute as presidents. Um, as far as the rage goes, again, they're making Trump the victim here. Hillary Clinton, it was known that she was using that server that she quote-unquote wiped clean with a, like a, with a cloth before she finally gave it back to the FBI. We don't know what was on there or if there was any espionage involved. We have no idea. We've got an ongoing thing with Hunter Biden where we know for a fact that Hunter Biden was selling influence to foreign governments and doing other weird and unethical things. Um, and if these Democrats think that um, they're going to get Trump to be the nominee, you know, they might be right, but if they think that that's going to result in them winning, I, I would think not. Because I-, I-, I am very hesitant to vote for Trump. I, I don't want him to be president a- at all. But we're living in a reality right now where the Democrat, in order to be a Democrat, you have to deny reality. As we saw this morning with Mrs. Josh Stringfellow. And I'm not going to vote for people that deny basic reality. You know, it's like it's like denying that Michael Jordan is a black person with what these people are doing. And, and there's many, many other things. On economics, they've gone bonkers. They, they're they're fascistic to me. I I, I can't I can't put. I, I I'm not going to even vote for them this time. I've always been a split ticket voter. I think I'll probably in the end vote for Bernie, but that's it. All right, sir. I always good to hear your input. Thank you. Yeah. Do not vote Democrat. There is a double standard. I really believe in that 100%. There's a double standard. But that's me. You don't have to agree with me. That's okay. We can still be buddies. 895252 is the uh, number. Life right now is full of samples. Carpet samples, tile, and hardwood. First I like this one, then I change my mind. I spend all night looking at these. I love having choices, but I think I need a little help. We'll give you plenty of choices, and we'll also help you find the right flooring. Clough Carpet One Floor and Home. Clough for all of your flooring needs, not just carpet. 
a huge selection of hardwoods, tile, vinyl, laminate, and area rugs, and Clough installs everything they sell. And they stand behind their floors with a Carpet One beautiful guarantee. Clough offers the best service and knowledgeable staff to help you pick the right flooring for your needs and budget. One of the reasons why Clough has been voted best flooring company by Reader's Choice for three years in a row. Financing available for qualified buyers. Family owned since 1972. Across from DJs on Crossroads and Waterford and at CloughCarpet1Waterford.com. Clough Carpet One Floor and Home. The one-stop shop for your perfect floor. I'm not a big fan of Mr. Trump, as you probably know, but I certainly the other side has shown their true colors with all this lying, underhanded stuff. You're on the air. Welcome. Yes, I was just wondering if any other independent voters got an invitation to Bob Stepanowski's home in Madison on the 23rd. I don't know. Maybe we can find out. You got an invitation? Yes, I did. I hope he has a big house. Well, and if I, if I need transportation, he'll even supply that. No kidding. Yep. Find out what kind of hors d'oeuvres he has first. I don't know. He says he's going to have food and drinks there. It's from uh, 5 to 6.30. And what day is that going to be? Uh, it's going to be on the 23rd. Well, you have to let me know what that's like. I haven't heard from him. Obviously, he could get a, an interview on the program, but... He hasn't gotten back to me. I mean, I was surprised to, uh, to receive it, you know, in the mail. Are you going to go? I don't think so. Okay. But I vote for him. Okay. Well, then, then he can, he can save the food for somebody else. You're going to yeah, vote for him anyway. Well, he's looking for the independent voters, and that's you know, and I'm an independent. Well, I know I get all of these emails every day from the governor's office, and I see all these ads. I haven't seen anything for him, but I know it's tough raising a lot of this money. Maybe the campaign will uh, get a little closer as we move along. Yeah, I think then at 7 o'clock, he's going to have a caucus in Guilford. Uh-huh. I put a set on, you know, on the invitation. Well, he had an invitation from us, and I heard back from them, and uh, that was a while ago, and I haven't heard a thing since, but maybe they'll get around to us. I mean, I, I guess she lives on Boston Post Road in... Uh, Waterford? Madison. Oh, Madison. Okay. Yep. And he gives his address, too. I'd like to hear if any other listeners got an invitation from him. I don't know. I know I did. Well, That's why I was wondering... All right, I'm glad you called. We'll see if anybody else got one. All righty, thank you. Thank you. That's a different way of uh, having people get to know you. Just bring them to your house. I've never heard that approach before. Usually you you go and there's a you know, big to-do, and it's a, you give talks all over the state, and you're... But no, come to my house. <laughs> come on to my house. Uh, interesting. Hmm. Anybody else get an invitation? I once was invited to the uh, Christmas party in Hartford, which I thought that was very nice. But the governor was already, she was already the governor. You're on the air. Welcome. Hey there, Stu. I got an invitation, too, for um, Bob. Stefanowski, no kidding, really. Yeah, I did, and I was—I was—I'd never seen anything like that. Especially being a politician, I never 
would think they'd feel too safe to have people come into their house and he's going to have a dinner and it says... A dinner? Uh, wow. Yeah, it's Tuesday, August 23rd, 5 to 6.30 p.m. at the Stefanowski Residence, 1046 Boston Post Road, Madison. And he talks about, you know, he's going to have a meal and all of that there. Not even finger food. He's going to have a meal. <laughs> yeah, like real food. Gee, are you going to go? <laughs> you know, this is crazy. I didn't even get to find out just what just what he's do, uh, proposing or anything. And it's like, so I thought it would be really weird to go if I don't even know what Well, he's, he's going to be, naturally, he would like you to vote for him. But uh, the other caller said that he'd even get you transportation if you couldn't get up there. Yeah, it says it on there. Yeah, it says, uh, where is it now? Uh, He wrote that down. Oh, we can organize transportation to and from your home to our event for anyone who needs it. My goodness. A Stefanowski bus may be picking you all up. (laughs) Are you going to? Oh, you didn't get one. I didn't get one. He won't (laughs) even talk to me. You get an invitation. Well, it's just strange. It was so bizarre to me. Well, that's naturally it's a campaign thing, but it's a big one. Yeah, I just never heard them going about it in that way. I never seen an approach that way, but uh, no, yeah. that's a great way to do it. But then, what if you just don't? You're having a nice meal, and all of a sudden, you're like, "Gee, I don't like all that he's discussing or what he's going to do." And then you're like, "Well, thank you very much." And you just well, that's right. You know, you know, you don't have to. Still, don't have to vote for him. Right, she can enjoy the true. meal. Yeah, you could. I just thought it was odd, so you, I, I, I'll let other people call in and see if they got one. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Thank you. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, welcome to the program. Rosemary Clooney, Sue. Have a good day. Rosemary Clooney, have a good day. He's talking about come out of my house. See, I put that all together. Anybody else get an invitation from the Stefanowskis? Maybe you could spend the weekend there. Who knows, right? Bring the family. No pets? Any pets allowed? I wonder what the meal's going to be. going to be serving a meal. My goodness. That's a first. I don't think I've ever heard that one before. I know that they, they pass out little ribbons and buttons and things, but uh, to come to their house and have dinner, well, I'll let you know if I get one. Okay. <laughs> it's been an interesting day, that's for sure. And uh, we do have time for another call or two if you'd like to check in. And the number is, of course, 889-5252 at the 860. And if you haven't been listening in a while, we you can get us at WICH.com. And we're on FM2 now, 94.5 FM. Check that out. Wherever you get the clearest signal, that's the one you choose, AM or FM. So you have a choice, all right? How about a... I want to throw a beautiful song in here with uh, Gordon Lightfoot. That's a nice word, beautiful. When you say, boy, you're a beaut, that's not so good. But beautiful is very nice. I just don't know how you could 
So would you like to go to Graceland? Oh, yeah. That'd be nice to go there. I think there's a film coming out where you can actually get a tour of Graceland from the yeah. television. I'm not sure, but I thought I saw it advertised yesterday. And it's not as big as you picture it. Anyway. Not like Hollywood, huh? Dollywood? Yeah, not like that. Not All right, that. my friend. Thank you. All right, later. Later. Hello. Welcome to the program. Stu, I apologize. I'm calling back as a double dipper. I didn't call you in the first. Well, you better make it. Listen, did Elvis die on August 17th? I thought it was the 17th, but he said it was the 16th, so he could be right. Today's the 15th. Old Elvis the Pelvis, 777. I was a junior in high school. Hey, I always said this to you, Stu, and you're the king of rock and roll in in radio and broadcasting and everything. I love Elvis so much about him, but I didn't classify him to rate the king of rock and roll. I know. You'll think it's Chuck Berry. Okay, Joe, I got to run. Thank you. I got to run. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. I must say it means so much to me to be the one who's telling you I'm telling you that you're I bet you're saying that to all the DJs, huh? How come beautiful isn't spelled B-U-T-I-F-U-L? Why do I have to make things so confusing? All right, it's a couple of minutes before uh, 2 o'clock. Maybe I can tell you some things that will be going on so you won't miss them. Hmm? For instance, on the 26th of Friday, Groton Mobile Food Pantry will be opening up from 1230 to 2 at St. John's Christian Church, 346 Shenacosset Road in Groton. No paperwork required. Do not exit your vehicle upon arrival. There will be several food stations where you'll stop while volunteers will place it in your trunk, your back seat, or your truck bed. How nice is that, huh? Thinking of the folks... How about uh, Saturday, 12 to 4, adult wine glass beer stein pain party. What does that mean? A pain party? That's going to be in North Stonington. Choose to paint a wide glass or beer stein. BYOB hors d'oeuvres will be served. $35 per ad. Contact email Andres. 
at Kathy831 at gmail.com. Hmm. Sounds interesting, whatever it is. Okay, earlier today we had uh, the superintendent of schools, uh, Ms. Stringfellow, and uh, she was here for the first time since she's been the superintendent of schools. Bob Eldai was with us, who's on the Board of Education. I think we got all the questions answered that I wanted to get in, so you can catch it on the podcast, which will be posted in a little while. How do you get in the podcast? Just go to WICH.com and link on to Stu's podcast. They'll have the day and the date. And uh, should I get in 30-second call? Welcome. You're on the air. Okay. This 30 second. So, Stu, the straws are back. Straws are back. Okay. Thank you. straws. That was the last straw. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, the, the straw. remember there was a ban on straws? Okay. Okay, kids, come on in. And that's the end of our show, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you'll be with us again tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs> Please be kind to each other and things get better. WICHAM 1310 Norwich, 94.5 W233DB in Norwich.